This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And joining you tonight, it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All of the features, we give them away. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Shows about your calls. We go to them. Start things out. John is on the line in Illinois. And, John, you are on the amp line. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I just wanted to... First, first and foremost, are you on a like a speakerphone? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm on a Skype because okay. my cell phone... It's, it's actually not bad. Go ahead. Okay. Um, basically, I have a friend who... This happened about a year ago to him. He got tried as a sex offender because he was 22, and the girl that he was dating was 16. Oh, boy. 16, yeah. huh? And, um, yeah, and that definitely... He, he got thrown in jail, and he wow. said that was probably the worst. Um, and then also, he is now a registered sex offender for 10 years, which means that basically it's going to appear, appear on any background check, so he's going to have trouble getting a job, and he's going to have trouble getting places to live because a lot of apartments do that too. So it just doesn't seem like it's, you know, it's, it seems like they're being over-regulatory of that because clearly he's not a bad guy. It's not like he was trying to be lecherous and evil, you know. They were dating and in a relationship. How so did... How did this come to the attention of the law? Did uh, the parents find this out and they didn't uh, appreciate it too much? Or what, do you know what happened there? Uh, I guess what happened was the parents found out and then they uh, freaked out and called the police. And yeah, so that kind of was how that happened. So, Six, 16 and 22? Yeah. Yeah, it just doesn't seem like that big of a stretch to me. Well, apparently it's illegal, Mark. Yeah. You just put a stop to this. Uh, and, you know, it's unfortunate what's happened to your friend. I guess on the positive side, it's not a lifetime sex offender registry uh, that, that he's been uh, applied to. Uh, but they are going to be essentially making him a social pariah as much as they possibly can because, well, he followed his manly instincts and was attracted to an, a, you know, was probably an attractive young lady. Uh, I mean, <laughs> there are a lot of guys that have uh, been in that same situation. Fortunately, most of them didn't get busted for it. And it is a consensual relationship. I mean, she's 16 years old. She knows exactly what she's uh, doing as far as uh, on a day-to-day basis. She can make decisions for herself. She's a big enough girl to know whether she wants to spread her legs or not. And uh, I don't, I'm not even saying that even happened in this case, uh, but I, I presume it did. It, it was a statutory rape charge that he was uh, charged with, right? Uh, I'm trying to remember the exact term. You know, they use such uh, kind of inflammatory language in the name of the charges. I think it was like something like criminal sexual assault. Or yeah. something which doesn't how do they, even nearly describe how that even would would have gone down. So it just kind of was. I mean, I've never had to have, had any run-ins with the law. So when I heard about this from my friend, I'm thinking, mm. really, where's the you know where's our system of justice to uh. kind of protect people who might not you know who may have done something that some people disapprove of, but may have not you know really done anything morally wrong. Right. There's no victim here. Uh, I understand that people uh, that certain parental individuals out there may want to. Pr- protect their daughters and their sons from having uh, sex with other people that are, that are older than them. They probably would like to pre- prevent them from having sex with people that are the same age as well, just because it seems to be that parents, a lot of parents don't want their kids having sex, as though they can stop them somehow. Uh, and I guess the parents feel as though because they can't uh, completely control what their kids do, that they should have the law out there uh, threatening their uh, children's or their, their teenagers' friends with violence if yeah, they I were wonder, to get together and rub body of, parts. I just wonder out of curiosity, like, what did this girl go on 
um, you know, who was the guy that she went on to date after this? I mean, was it a step up in the parents' eyes, or did they really just mm. shoot themselves in the foot? You know, I don't. Good question. Yeah, I don't know anything about uh, your friend or his situation. Well, the and next guy was probably legal because uh, age of consent, from what I understand, is seventeen in Illinois. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. true. So, so. Yeah, by a year. My my question, yeah, that's it's so silly. What now? My question is, who told them? Like, how did they prove sex? You know, the, uh, the cops. They, they asked her and they scared her. Ah. And um, mm. they also got an anonymous tip supposedly from someone who, uh, you know, pro- probably didn't approve of it. So maybe a friend or a, you know, someone who was jealous perhaps. And um, so, and the, their quote proof of it was. Basically, they, they dragged her into the uh, courthouse and basically yelled at her and said she was going to get in trouble and threatened her and then kind of kept her there for hours and hours, and then she finally wow. kind of cracked. So That's sick, man. I mean, it's just so dis- disturbing and despicable that these people can go ahead and just destroy people's lives on there's for no reason i mean because this girl did not file a complaint she didn't say she was actually raped she didn't say that anything happened against her consent it's just that mom and dad found out about this they decided they disapproved and they wanted to go ahead and and press action and i i just find this uh outrageous and it's just so sad when it happens because how long did he spend in jail is he still there oh he didn't he didn't actually spend any time in jail but he has to quote get treatment which means basically a government brainwashing course and he actually has is now experiencing being lumped in the category with people who are actually like <laughs> pretty bad people you know like yeah, yeah. they're like oh clearly you know you're the same as a serial rapist and that doesn't make any sense there's no gradation or anything yeah i'm sorry there is no uh, to to pretend like there is no difference between a a child <clears throat> As in someone who has not hit puberty and a fully, most girls are pretty much fully mature at age 16. If not, they're getting there. Uh, to, to pretend that there's some difference between a child and someone who has, uh, who is well into puberty is, I think, an absolute insult uh, to those poor people that are actually molested as children by adults that they can't, they, they don't have the ability to say no because they're just so young and so uh, easy to victimize. I think it's an insult to those people. Oh, yeah. Well, and one thing he also told me about is that he has to pay for mandatory treatment, and then if his income goes up, it's like since it's based on his income, he has to pay more into it, basically. So he's paying the state. He's not even paying the 16-year-old girl. The state's getting that money, right? Yeah, exactly. And and, uh, from what I understand, um, because I I personally knew both of them, um, I don't think she's dated anyone since. So, I mean, Hmm. good work, Mom, Dad, you know. Well, maybe that's what that's they what wanted. they're looking for. You yeah. know, they they'd much rather have a you know a sheltered, scarred child than one that's having sex. Yeah, that's true. I'm sorry to hear that story, John. Any other thoughts for us tonight? Um, I don't know. So, if I wanted to try to get you guys on the radio here in Chicago, what would I do about that? How well, you've got well? your work cut out for you. Uh, I know that you're not the only one who's interested in that. I think there's probably a Chicago thread over on the free on the the uh, the Free Talk Live forum, the BBS. There's a there's a whole subsection of the forum that is uh, dedicated to uh, to the different states, 50 different states, and even other countries, and helping you get Free Talk Live on your local stations. You can go to localfact.freetalklive.com. That's local FAQ, localfact.freetalklive.com. And there's a, sort of a question and answer thing there about what's the best way to approach a local radio station. But in a nutshell, you contact a local station that's not airing the show. And, uh, and you know, hopefully you're already a listener to that station. If you're not, you should be honest with them and tell them that. Uh, but if you are a listener, compliment them about something about their programming and then ask them for a free talk live. It's really the, 
most straightforward yep. way to do it. Telling any lies, if there's any kind of slip up or any kind of reason that the uh, PD might not believe you, then um, some of them will just write you off completely because there was, you know, s- s- some kind of inconsistency. So, so the uh-huh. truth works. Well, I would definitely listen to their radio stations if they played Free Talk Live. That's so. the approach you want to take. Like, hey, I live here in Chicago, but I can't stand listening to uh, most talk radio. However, I would, I would definitely tune into your station if you were to air this show. So that's one way to approach it. Thanks for the call cool. tonight, dude. Oh, Pre- appreciate hearing from you. Good luck out there. 800-259-9231. 17 years old, the age of consent in Illinois. Now, in some neighboring states, the ages of consent may go down all the way to 16 or may even rise to 18. That tends to be the, the range here in the United States. Of course, in some European countries and elsewhere around the world, ages of consent can, low, uh, can go as low as uh, 14. And even, I think, Spain, last time I looked, was at 13 uh, so uh, clearly the definition of who can and cannot consent around the world is different. Even with the Western world where you know, yeah. largely things are similar. And interestingly, it, uh, even in the United States, they had uh, laws uh, re- relatively recently as low as 14. And I believe Canada. Oh, Hawaii. Yeah, Hawaii. Yeah. Um, uh, Canada was, uh, I believe, uh, 14. Uh, they also raised it, I believe. I yeah, think they, they raised it in Canada. Yeah. But but it's funny, too. I mean, they they didn't have a rash of teenage pregnancies for 14-year-old girls in Canada. It's, it's not just, like... It's morality. It has nothing to do with their... The Wait, age what's of, morality? Well, it's it's based on morality, the, the age that they have sex. It's not based on whether or not they're having kids. Toll-free number 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. I'm sure that's not the only... Just horror story about somebody who was a victim of the statutory rape laws. They just keep those victims just keep stacking up, and I wonder if and when it'll ever change. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up anything. Just dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight, it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features, we give them away. So enjoy those on us. Uh, again, freetalklive.com. Features include, by the way, the the archives. Got a whole lot of archives there. In fact, an entire year's worth right there on the front page of the website. You just click and download, and they are yours free at freetalklive.com. You're facing a debt crisis. Debtcrisissolutions.com guarantees that they can protect your bank accounts, assets, and the equity in your home. They are your debt crisis consultants. The bankruptcy laws have changed. You need debtcrisissolutions.com. 718-615-0123. That's 718-615-0123. Debtcrisissolutions.com. We continue taking your phone calls about anything. And we'll talk to Doug in Minnesota on the amp line. Hello, Doug. Hey, how you doing, guys? What's on your mind tonight? Um, a while ago, I'm a little behind on the podcast, but a young lady from the Question Club, Rose, had called in twice about why this guy wasn't kissing her or making a move, even though she had her pants off in bed and stuff like that. Yes. yes. She was very confused. And, of course, we suggested that she uh, go ahead and make a move on him. I guess she decided to take her pants off, but that apparently wasn't enough of a move. Your thoughts? Well, there's another concept here. Maybe he didn't like her. There's Why was he in bed with her? Uh, well, there's lots of reasons. Um, now, I'm not a beautiful man like Marcus, but I am a studly, handsome man. <laughs> okay. So, and I've had girls in my bed taking off their shirts who, who are friends who are trying to make a move. 
I was so not into them because I'm not attracted to certain body shapes or whatever the case is, and I'm not suggesting roses this way, but many people have different tastes, and, and I was not interested in these girls, so it was like, ew, you know, I wasn't responding to her hints and stuff because I was blatantly ignoring them. Hmm. So, I wasn't, I'm not gay either, so maybe this guy just isn't into her. It's possible. Um, <laughs> certainly the possibility exists, but, you know, um, I... I I must say that uh, you know he he finds her uh, you know interesting, and usually you know I I don't know how to say this guy's standards tend to be a little lower in, in that sense you know like ah, oh well and you know um, so they'll go ahead and do something that you know maybe they're maybe she's not the most attractive girl maybe maybe he likes her as a friend I don't know but it 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 seems so odd that he would be hanging out with her you know as much as he does and not be interested in any way. Well, it just depends. I mean, I, I, this girl I was with or who wanted to be with me was in the same band I was in. So we were hung out quite a bit, and I just was not in, into her. And she got the liquid courage going and jumped into bed with me, and, <laughs> you know, off came the top. And I just ignored her, and it really crushed her when I didn't wow. respond because she threw all the hints. And I was like, you know, trying to ba- balance between the friendship and the, the professional band thing. And yeah. then Not always the easiest interest. thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, so you know, it's certainly an option. Although I think that if she would just lay it out there and talk to the guy, she'd be able to find out for sure instead of all this beating around the bush stuff, which, you know, sometimes us, sometimes, I mean, you may be right. He may be ignoring the hints, but sometimes guys just are kind of thick when it comes to those hints. Yeah. And I also think that uh, one would be less crushed if one, uh, you know, just, hey, you know, talk to the person about it. And that's what we suggested is, you know, ask him if you can kiss him. Like talking to him about it wouldn't be the same as taking off your pants. I think you guys may be a little underestimating or, you know, years of feminism has ta- have taught us that men and women are the same, and the reality is they're not. So a guy can be direct, but women speak a different language, and for her to say, I want to kiss you, which is why she was so nervous in the first call, she was so like, oh, I can never do that, I have a mental block. Women don't want to be seen as sluts, and the, their slut defenses come up if they have to actually expose their sexuality and they have wants like that well now wait a minute now okay you're t- you're speaking very generally here that statement uh, certainly doesn't apply to all women and it certainly doesn't apply to a lot of women outside of the uh, the western world so i think it all depends on a variety of different circumstances and and there are women who have had a lot of success being very direct being deceived by the feminism claptrap even said women like strong men they don't want to have to ask a man to be kissed by him they want the man to, to take them and kiss them the way a man should, and they want to respond, and they, they send the hints out. You know, a woman's way of, of hitting on a man is to open herself up to be hit upon. You know I, I, what I'm saying? Largely, I agree with what you're saying. I mean, I ag- also agree with Ian that this is not, you know, this is not uh, true, cut from whole cloth or whatever. Um, you know, it's what, it, right, it well, is you, what, mostly true or somewhat true. It's true, but and it, it could lead one astray um, if one, uh, you know, picks it up as a uh, ban- you know banner and, and charges forward. I, I think that what he's saying is generally true in the American society. However, I don't think that it's anything specifically inherent in being a woman. I think it's inherent in being a woman in the American. In society. Well, I would disagree with you, and I know that other cultures are different, yes, but ultimately, you talk to a woman, and look at women's romance novels, look at women's movies, the guys in those stories, and, and none of those movies... All American phenomena. I mean, what about, the, what about matriarchal societies? What about societies in which uh, the women are the go-getters, uh, as far as the relationships are concerned? Those are written by men. 
What? Because that's what men fantasize about. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait, wait. You're saying that there are uh, that uh, the scientists that study those societies are, are just making that stuff up, or what? Oh no, no. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about movies. Uh, you know. No, I'm typically. not talking about pop culture. I'm talking about re- the real world where we have uh, there. There are some of them out there. I don't. I can't cite them exactly for you, but there are matriarchal societies where the women are clearly in charge and they get exactly what they want from uh, from the males. And I mean, look, just look at a, a queen bee, for instance. Obviously not human beings there but uh, just as a quick example it doesn't always work the in the in the way where the man has to take charge and i don't think it should right yeah I, I, there are examples but even those amazon women that we you know to make a generalization that you're talking about kind of it's they women get their way through subtle subtext and communication and what men would call manipulation it's they still even though they're making moves their moves are not Direct moves. That's what men do. Their moves are, hey, I'm available, and here's how available. They ask for back rubs. They show a shoulder, and that's, to a woman, a strong move. To mm-hmm. us, it's like our, our moves are copping a feel, you know, and moving in for the kiss. So I don't I would love to hear from that. one of our lady listeners tonight. I really would love to hear from at oh, least one. Oh, you're going to get disagreement on yeah, this one. Yeah, I know. Because I disagree vehemently with this. And uh, I, think that it's a, I think it's a generally true statement for most of American society, but I, I think that it's sad that it's true. Uh, and I mm-hmm. think that women like B. Roses, who you were talking about earlier, who want mm-hmm. something from a man should be willing to reach out and try to get that with communication. I, I think that that's, uh, that's, if that's what you want, then sometimes you have to reach really go after what you want instead of just dropping hints, especially if the guy's a little on the thick side towards those. Yeah, I, I, I know what you're saying. And she thinks, and that's just it, she is communicating in a very direct female way, which men, you're right, often miss. And you're looking at her and giving her advice of, do this, say that. And it's very male advice. And her friends would say, well, did you show him your shoulder? Did you turn? Did you face him and smile? No, I don't think they on. would. I don't know. That, I don't know yeah. the girls even know what their own cues are. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> that's true. That's true. All right. Yeah, women are, are fear their own sexuality, and that's not just American women because it's it's just women it's fear their thing, own sexuality. Could you make the same statement about men as well? I think you can make the same no. statement about some men. And I think you can. Well, you cannot. Yeah, make, you can't make those general statements. It's just not true across the board. I don't even know how far across the board it's true. <laughs> His generalities are only going to get him in trouble. No, our women are. Do you have a wife, Doug? I've had. I had one. Thanks for the call. Text. It's the subtlety that right. we are, we are thick-headed about sometimes, and I agree. Thick-headed is right. But, Thank you for the call. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. This is Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, your show. Bring up anything toll-free, 800-259-9231. Joining you, it's Ian. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All of the features are free. So enjoy those. And those features include the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com and see it for yourself. That's Shrine. 
www.freetalklive.com. There are lots of reasons that you might want to hide your valuables around your home. StashYourSwag.com gives you more than 100 common places around your home, most with little or no modification. The guide contains detailed pictures to help you. Most are under $50. StashYourSwag.com. In fact, a lot of them are completely yeah, free. Most of them are free. And, Stash. And they're all under $50. Well, maybe you should write, rewrite that if most of them are free. Yeah, and there's probably one or two that's over uh, okay. 50 bucks. So, uh, StashYourSwag.com. 800-259-9231. We continue with your phone calls going across the pond to the U.K. where Ziggy is on the line. Hello, Ziggy. Hi, guys. Hey, what's uh, on your mind tonight? Right. Let me give you a perspective on Michael Savage from this side of the pond. Okay. Um, basically, the government, um, being the fools they are, have managed to give this guy more press than he's ever got in this country. Yeah. And so people will be going along to check out his despicable views. He is disgusting, and you're right about that. If the U.K. had never heard of Michael Savage before, they certainly have now, because he's made international headlines as a result of them banning him from entry into their country. Um, Plus, also, what I don't think you realize is that it's come to the extent in this country that you actually have to ask permission almost to have an opinion. You know, we've all been been basically treated like kids, and no one's going to do anything about it, so. Yep. They're not going to do anything about it. (laughs) (laughs) You know? know, um, And and we're only a decade or so behind you, Ziggy. um, Another story from over here. Uh, ID cards, uh, there's a trial rollout in the city of Manchester beginning in... Um, October. What kind of ID cards? National ID? Uh, yeah. Biometric. You're going to have all your details on it. Of course, people are going to be, you know, brainwashed into thinking, oh, this is to protect our security. No, it's all about control. It's all about put, keeping tabs on you. Sure it is. Say, so, you know, um, V for Vendetta coming alive, right? Yeah. Well, seriously, I, I never thought I would see it, but here we are, the end of the noughties, and it is, you know, it's, it's, it's I, I reckoned Possibly by 2030, we, we would be living in a police state. I have re-evaluated that. Let's say 2015. Well, well what would make you th- say that right now it's not a police state? I mean, what well, hallmarks I, fact, are, is it missing? I, I did the other week. Um, there was a story about uh, an environmentalist group. Members of an environmentalist group were raided by the police because they were suspected of organizing a protest. Not that they wow. did organize a protest, <laughs> but they were suspected. Merely suspected. You can't even have a protest in uh, Great Britain these days? Well, the, basically, this environmentalist group had targeted one particular uh, coal-fired power station before. Mm. And sure, if the protesters had turned up on, at that, pol- uh, that power station, they would be infringing upon property rights, and I don't have a problem with the police dealing with it then. Sure. But this was, at, this was anti-terrorist legislation wow. the police were acting under. There are a bunch of hippies, not some Islamic nutcases, willing to blow themselves up. So what is it, what hallmarks of the police state are you missing, Ziggy, that you would say have to be, uh, what check boxes need to be checked before you actually would say you have a police state? I mean, you say you've moved up your date to 2015 or whatever. Uh, what are you missing? What do you need to well, have? I've been thrown in prison for having certain views. Um, that hasn't quite happened yet. But it, it's happening in society in, in that, basically, um, you, hold, you hold a view which, you know, of, of you know, a, a, a typical libertarian view, you are going to be ostracized. It, it is not part of the zeitgeist. That's it. You're struck off. You're, you're a kook. Well, to some extent, um, yeah, it may, you're right about the, uh, the views thing, and I can see where you're going with that. 
But at the same time, um, you will be thrown in prison for having uh, views like a libertarian. For instance, if I decided that I – here here in this country, if I decided that I'm a conscientious objector, I don't want to pay for the war, and I'm not going to pay my taxes as a result. That's having thrown in your prison uh, – thrown in a prison cell as a, a result of acting on your views. Right. Like Sam has It's It's one thing to have to, them. It's another thing to – How is he, by the way? But, but what is um, – he's doing okay. But it, what difference does it make if you have views that you won't act on? Um. It's basically, um, I don't know anyone who's prepared to act upon their views. Yeah, over myself. in the UK, is is it everybody's that defeated over there? Um, most li- I'll, t- I'll tell you what libertarians do here. <laughs> they debate. Yep. And they debate. And they debate. Sounds about right. And they intellectually right. masturbate. That's all they do. They sit around. I remember <laughs> one uh, uh, witnessing on one mail list, um, uh, a Yahoo mailing group. They they were having a debate about the Second World War, and I interjected saying, it happened, get over with, with it, and of course one person turned around and said, who owns the past, owns the future, and I went, look, <laughs> I'm only worried in the fu- about the future, I'm not worried about the past, yeah. you know, there's an encroaching police state, can we come out and do some protest? Right, the, the past is repeating itself right now, what are you going to do about it besides sit around and debate things? I mean, that's it's a frustration that I share, Ziggy, and I thank you for the call tonight. It's one that bu- bugged the hell out of me when I lived down uh, in Florida, and it's bugged me more so ever since I found out about the Free State Project, which is a brilliant idea to move as many liberty-loving people all to the same geographic region as possible. When I found that out, I said, wow, that's it. That's where I have to be, because where I am is debate club. Uh, where I want to be is with people that are actually going to do something. And now I am where I want to be. I'm up here in New Hampshire, and I'm surrounded by liberty-loving people, and they are actually doing things for liberty. Un- unlike I've ever seen combined in my lifetime, the amount of activism here is tremendous. And i got to get some give some credit to the guys down in Phoenix, uh, at Freedom's Phoenix. I don't know, Mark, if you've been following what they've been up to well, down I, there. but I get their uh, newsletter. I mean, there's a great website, uh, freedomsphoenix.com, great, great site with Lots of Liberty news on it. It's an excellent resource uh, for those who want to keep up to date on, on Liberty-related news. But also there's a group of activists that's behind the website that is out doing outreach in the Arizona, I think mostly the Phoenix area, but I'm not sure. Maybe it's all across the state. I haven't gotten quite a full picture on what it is. But Jason and Pete over at the Motorhome Diaries at the motorhomediaries.com are down in Arizona right now, and they were recently meeting up with Ernest Hancock from Freedoms Phoenix, and they met him at the Freedoms Phoenix headquarters, which... Looked pretty nice, actually. It uh, didn't seem to be in someone's house. It actually seemed to be a headquarters. Mm. Uh, and there was a whole group of people there behind Ernest. I mean, a, a, like a real active bunch of folks that are out there doing outreach on college campuses and and they're doing the the camera fraud thing, which is, is apparently yeah. relatively popular because there's a lot of red light cameras and stop sign or uh, whatever the other ones are, red light cameras and something else down there. Speeding cameras. Speeding cameras. And so they've, they've done a really good job at reaching out to people, and I just thought, wow, man, we've got to get some of those activists up here to New Hampshire, because I think they're doing good work, but I think that they're doing it in Phoenix, which has a population of 1.4 million people just in Phoenix alone, let alone the, you know, the surrounding areas. Can't be easy. And that's the population of New Hampshire. 
1.4 million is the population of the entire state of New Hampshire. And I thought, you know, we've got a lot of great activists here in Keene and a lot of other activists all across the state of New Hampshire. Having those activists down there from Phoenix up here in New Hampshire would be awesome to supplement the already existing activism here and have them bring their style of activism up here. First of all, you get away from the red light cameras right quick because we don't have them here in uh, New Hampshire. Thank goodness. Yeah. So that problem would be solved and you could focus on other areas of, of achieving freedom or liberty in our lifetime. And I just think that, you know, where would you want to focus your efforts as far as as far as effectiveness is concerned? Do you want to focus in a city of one point four million or do you want to focus in a uh, state small, of one uh, a state of one point four million or a city? of? I mean, the biggest city here is Manchester with one hundred thousand. So talk about multiplying your efforts. Talk about uh, making your efforts far more visible than they would otherwise be in in Phoenix. It'd be great, but I mean, how many of them could they get to move up? I, mean, I don't know. You, you wouldn't get the whole group. No, certainly not the whole group. But uh, but I you know I would like to extend an invitation. It's it's those kind of doers, the activists that are actually going to get out there and and hit the pavement uh, and do something. Are the kinds of people that we are we are attracting to New Hampshire? Hey, we we're already um, you know having a huge effect on the the government. We're having an effect on the government now, um, and I I think that we're managing to at least stall the major uh, ugly legislation, the anti-liberty leg- legislation that they're trying to put through now. I Seems can only imagine if we double our numbers of right. uh, movers. What are they? Seven hundred movers. It's at this not point? if. It's not if, Mark. Yeah, it's when. when. Right. 1-800-259-9231, and it is fun to imagine. 1-800-259-9231, you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Plus, uh, since we're talking about the Free State Project coming up, we'll tell you a little bit about the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which is also on the way here shortly this summer. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. You take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mike. And you can, Mark. Mike. Hey, Mike. Sorry, I was reading something. <laughs> and you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free. We've got live streams, broadband version of the show, dial-up version, all free for you, including uh, actually a webcam as well at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen. FreeTalkLive.com. Also, uh, I, sh- I guess I should make this announcement on the air. The Free Talk Live streams are now Free Talk Live exclusive, uh, as they once were. But we had added a couple of other programs. Our friends over at Free Minds Radio, Nick and Toby, had been on the Free Talk Live stream during their live show times. And it was after that we'd been carrying Nick and Toby, uh, and, as well as the, the Talkback show on Saturday mornings. It, did, it was after that point that we launched the Liberty Radio Network at LibertyRadioNetwork.com. So we've now transitioned uh, the non-Free Talk Live programming to exclusively to the Liberty Radio Network streams. And, of course... Uh, and, of course, uh, Free Minds Radio is uh, also available at, uh, on the Genesis Communications Network. Uh, they're the primary network involved there. But that uh, that stuff will no longer be airing on the Free Talk Live live streams at freetalklive.com. So if you listen to the live streams at freetalklive.com from now on, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you will tune in to Free Talk Live. It makes sense that the Free Talk Live would be on the Free Talk live stream and uh, right. some, everything else would be on another stream. Exactly. So just wanted to clear that up. Plus, a uh, quick update here on our friend Sam, friend and dom, uh, documentarian filmmaker. He is currently still in a jail cell. Now it's May 11th. He was put in that jail cell on April 13th. So it's now been a full four weeks since our friend Sam was locked away for daring to record video in a public court lobby. And then refusing to give them his legal name when they demanded it from him. Well, exercising his right to remain silent, Correct. I think is um, you know, I think it's better way to is, say it. This is so important uh, for people to see is that he was 
attempting to videotape in a courtroom and they you know had blocked it off you know blocked off uh, videotaping from the courtroom mm-hmm. and then uh, so they of course were going to do some videotaping from the lobby and well you can't videotape in the lobby either they took him down they uh, you know they cuffed him they they tossed him in the car he wouldn't he would ha- you know chose to enact his right to remain silent and i understand that uh, you know it would be a lot easier for the cops if he gave them their name i get it and i know compliance is an important part of cr- the criminal justice system but really they tell us we have the right to remain silent apparently they're lying yeah, well that wouldn't be any news right i mean the government lying to people it's just that now our friend has been sitting in jail for four weeks and he has engaged in a hunger strike the entire time. He's not eaten the jail's food. He did for a while. He had been drinking milk and had been eating a, or not really eating, but he'd been mixing in a carnation instant breakfast packet, mm-hmm. or rather a third of a packet, so he'd stretch a full packet over three days. That was what his diet was in the jail cell, and it was just recently that he has shifted to water only. He is no longer drinking milk. Uh, he is no longer... Really? Doing the Carnation Instant Breakfast, he is on water only at this point. Uh, I believe he's he's he said he when I last talked to him he said he's going to be meditating on this. He'd come across some new information. Maybe he'll be changing his position. I hope he does because I don't want to see him hurting himself uh, over this. I mean these these people are dangerous and they're thuggish in what they're doing to him. Uh, I would like to see him be of sound mind. You know by the by the time he gets out of there and he, he's strikingly of sound mind right now considering he hasn't had a bite to eat in four weeks. Uh, but I I don't know. I don't know much about hungering and fasting. It just seems to me Can't that... Can't be great, right? Well, s- some people have said that the only way a hunger strike is going to get any attention is when you're actually on the, your deathbed, basically, or when they take you and, and it's, force feed it's you. It's certainly appearing that way. And I, I obviously, Sam's a friend of mine. I don't want to see that happen, but no. it's, it's his choice, and that's, uh, that's, that's what he's been doing. Anyway, here's a quick update on the story, because... Last week, nine people filed, including myself and Julia, filed writs of habeas corpus in the Superior Court here in Cheshire County. They were dismissed. Uh, also, Ivy's, uh, she's Sam's representation, hers was dismissed the week before that. She took it up to the Supreme Court. They kind of batted it back. They're playing past the buck. And so here's her update from the Sam is in jail thread over at forum.freekeen.com. She says, now, I don't want you to get too excited or jump to conclusions just yet, but I think what happened today was very good news. As you all may know, I had filed a petition for writ of habeas corpus in Supreme Court. When Supreme Court heard there were new developments in the case i.e. that the state had determined Sam's name, they commanded the state and allowed me to provide them a brief citing for why or why not they should remand the case back to Superior Court to decide in light of this new evidence. They gave me until May 12th to brief them. Given that I had a week for that, and given the Superior is required by statute to decide on a petition for writ of habeas corpus within three days, I went ahead and filed a new slash current petition down in Superior Court so that they would decide prior to my brief being due to the Supreme Court. And in my brief to the Supreme Court, I could specifically say that they've heard and also denied these very same issues, or perhaps approved it. And today, the Superior Court's decision was due, and so they ordered the issue they issued was as following, that the jail superintendent must, by Wednesday at 4 o'clock, file a response to the allegation that Keene District Court refuses to set a trial date until Sam identifies himself. In other words, if it's not yet approved, it's not yet denied, which means I've caught their attention. I don't know what the outcome will be, but there will most likely be a decision between 4 and 4.30 p.m. on Wednesday or sometime on Thursday. I think the Superior Court will do one of three things, either order his release, order District Court to schedule a trial, or deny it based on whatever good reason that the superintendent and or his lawyers come up with that Sam should be held indefinitely. 
So she can't say for sure which of the three will happen, and we will see. Time will tell, I suppose. So not the best news, but it's possibly a tiny little step in the right direction as our friend Sam sits and rots in a jail cell for now over four weeks. It's crazy. It is crazy. And what's crazier is that we all have to pay for it because if we decide we don't want to pay for this, because everybody that's in the state of New Hampshire and probably everybody across the country who pays federal taxes is paying for this. Uh, Jim Babka said in his press release today of the Downsized D.C. Dispatch that now state governments, uh, their number one bu- funding source is the federal government. Yeah. So you're paying for everything everywhere, basically. And so the, sad, the saddest part about all this is that we're all forced to pay for this. And if we decide we want to stop paying, the sheriffs are going to come and throw us out of our houses and maybe even put us in jail cells, too. However, if enough of us were to stop paying all at the same time, they wouldn't be able to fill the jails up fast enough. And I hope that we can get to that point someday. I hope we get to the point where we have enough activists in New Hampshire that are willing and able and ready and prepared for whatever consequences may come to say, screw you, you government thugs. I do not appreciate what you're doing in my name. I will no longer fund, be part of funding it. I'll pay for plowing the roads. I'll pay for, you know, keeping the grass mode or whatever the heck it is, the, the, the little piddly stuff that needs to be done. But yeah, not, that's definitely not, the, not, not the, where the money's going. Yeah, but not uh, indoctrinating children in state indoctrination camps called government schools. Uh, then not, we, got a, we got a long ways to go on that one. Yeah, and not uh, locking my friends, my peaceful friends in jail and my, my relatives and, uh, and everybody else that's peaceful. No, I don't want to pay for this anymore. You know, it just what ba- it baffles the crap out of me that uh, somehow through my property taxes and and I think eighty percent of the property taxes in my town go to the school, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know that I have to I'm, I'm going to be homeschooling my child and that I've got to pay for the schooling of other people's kids, I, I, you know because they voted on it because somebody voted on it because somebody thought it was a good idea. I've got to, you know, I've got to pay for it. Well, you can always send your kid to that school. Great. Thanks for the government indoctrination center I can send my kid to. I'd rather keep him at home and homeschool him. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. And keep your money. Yeah, well, I'd like to keep my money, but the fact that I've got to, um, you know, I've got to pay to teach kids how to cuss like sailors, knife fight, and uh, put condoms on cucumbers, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know what the public school is supposed to be doing, but I know that it's, it, it's turning out uh, somewhere, depending, right, on an average, uh, 20% illiteracy rate. Yeah, if you're I, not happy I think with... you could get that by not sending kids to school at all. Yeah, if you, if you aren't pleased with the, the competency of the upcoming generations, look no further than the government schools. It just seems, it seems to be getting worse and worse generation after generation because basically what you have is this government that has encouraged, encouraged people to stay childlike for as long as possible. And at the same time, they've told them, don't have sex. And, of course, everybody does what they're told not to do. So uh, kids are learning, uh, you know, the the kids are going out and they're having sex, uh, despite the government's abstinence programs. And so kids are having kids. So people that are 20, 21, 22, 18 years old that really haven't had a chance to significantly mature because the government has prevented them from having jobs at young ages and prevented them from essentially from growing up in many ways. So these kids are having kids, are having kids, are having kids, and so on and so forth. And, you know, if you if you don't even hardly know who you are or have had a chance to build any wealth for yourself, and all of a sudden you've, you've got to take care of a child? I mean, Mark, can you imagine having a, having Jack at age 18? It, it'd, be, it'd be a disaster. Well, <laughs> it's it, crazy to think essentially about Essentially, as the way to stay poor in the nation. I mean, when yeah. you look at statistics, uh, the, the people that stay poor are the ones that have kids before the age of, you know, 18. Sorry. 
Toll-free number here, 800-259-9231. If you would like to comment on any of this, whether it's, I mean, we've been all over the place, uh, from relationships to Michael Savage uh, so far this hour, you're certainly welcome to do that. Uh, plus, coming up, a couple of stories that we promised for you over the last couple shows and never got to, a parking ticket nightmare. It's on the way. Plus, if we get a chance, 83 days for missing jury duty. We'll tell you about that. If you thought the draft didn't exist in America, you're wrong. It's called jury duty. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And I recommend you show up for it personally, but we'll get to all that. Hour 2 is on the way. You can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. As we launch here into the second hour of the program, you can, as always, bring up whatever happens to be on your mind. Again, toll-free number, 800-259-9231. We will continue here and go to your phone calls about whatever you want We'll start things out with Paula in Florida. Paula, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello there. Paula, Florida, going once. Paula? Yeah, hi, Ian. Yeah, you're I on wanted here. to let y'all know, um, you were right about getting the children out of the schools. Yes. And this is getting really bad. We heard some pretty bad stuff this morning. And, matter of fact, they're cutting the school day down to uh, four days a week. Hmm. And, right. That uh, sounds like a good idea to me. <laughs> Keep them out yeah. of there. Yeah, they said that... Uh, you know, this criminal government's taking over the schools and stuff. And uh, Well, no, the government's get... always been in control, at least in our lifetime. The government has been in control yeah. of the school system, so it's not like they're taking it over. They've always been there. Well, the state should be taking them over, not the, not the federal government. Wait, well, okay, first of all, the state is running the schools for the most part. The federal government funds to the tune of about 6% the uh, the state schools but it's true that the federal government does have an incredible amount of strictures that they uh, there are strings attached to that money that they're funding i think i've heard that 90% of the control comes from that 6% so yeah you're right the feds are essentially having a whole lot of say in what the, the the schools around the states do but the states made that choice i mean the the state government people chose to partner up with the federal government they chose to take the the 30 pieces of silver and and essentially sell out their education system to the feds that's all true but just putting the state in charge of education isn't going to solve any problems because that still doesn't solve the problem of centralized command and control uh, organization issues that will inevitably come up but the these this maddening one size fits all government education system or indoctrination system is not going to be better that much at least maybe maybe a slight bit but not by much if you put the state in charge of it what needs to happen is people need to be allowed to keep the money that they earn and then decide for themselves how they want to have their children be educated and they should be able to spend that money on whatever system of education they think would work best not what some arbitrary board of uh, bureaucrats decides is best for their kids well some of the states now that have gone to their own sovereignty are not taking the federal money that's not true no, I've heard that they're that, still taking happened. plenty of federal money just because they uh, pass something at a, a resolution level. And I think so far it's only really been Oklahoma 
Maybe Montana with their new gun legislation that they just passed. But there have only been a couple of states that have really done anything, and it hasn't even been significant. It's just been, hey, we're sovereign. Oh, still take your money, but we're sovereign. So I don't know if it's as good as you're making it out to seem well, like it I'm is. I'm hoping, you know, with, with more and more states, you know, going to their own sovereignty, this will happen. But now we well, just nice. found out this morning that uh, that the EU is wanting to take over the Internet. And they said that now we're under a global police state with the Internet, telephone calls, emails, you know, stuff like this. And every site you go to is being kept in a database. Well, it's a good thing all you've got is your fax machine, Paula, because they may not be listening in on that one. <laughs> well, the thing is, this needs to be stopped. And I mean, this is I agree. out of hand. Thanks, Paula, for the call tonight. I certainly appreciate that. And yes, I, I do agree with that sentiment that the robbery, the thuggery needs to stop. Unfortunately, as long as we have people walking around calling themselves the government, wearing uniforms, robes, and badges, and enforcing their diktats upon the rest of us without our consent... I just don't really feel like it's going to stop anytime soon. And especially with most of the people that are having those diktats enforced upon them essentially saying, yeah, I love government. Government's great. Yeah, keep giving it to me. Give it to me. Give me more rules and regulations to follow. Give me more taxes to pay. This is just great. Hey, it's the price you pay for society is having taxes, right? It's the price you pay. Yeah, those are the people that really don't want to get anything done. They just want things done for them. Because anytime you need the government <clears throat> to be, you know, to have something done, uh, it's it's a disaster. I was over at a friend's house today, and I was uh, talking to them about their troubles and getting zoning. This is in my town where it's largely rural. They had to go beg, and and in um, the, the the sickest part of this is it's their parents' land. Uh, you know, the, the daughter's parents' land. They've been in this town since 1962. I think they built mm-hmm. their house. So they have to go to the town government, which is mostly elected townspeople, the planning board to get some kind of variance, and then the zoning board to get some kind of piece of paper, you know, back and forth, bing, 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 bing. And these people on these boards, by and large, are out-of-towners, flatlanders that have moved to our town for the, you know, the great way that things are, and now are there as the uh, the enforcement for these, you know, zoning rules You and mean people like have come in from other states invading New Hampshire yes. and bringing their political beliefs with them? Yes. What an outrage. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm feigning outrage, of course, because that's uh, that's what the Free State Project is doing. Yes. It's it's concentrating liberty-loving people here in New Hampshire in order to do things like get elected and, and get onto those boards and do civil disobedience and do a whole bunch of different things. Right. The only people that care about it uh, are the ones that have come from out of state um, in order to uh, take over government. Because we're raining on their parade, yeah. basically, and that's what you're hearing from a lot of uh, from a lot of the uh, loudmouths up here in New Hampshire is. <laughs> People come in here take it over. Well, no. So when did you come here again? Yeah, exactly. Where would you come from? Oh, yeah, New York. In fact, there's some lady from New York. I don't know if you have these, Mark, but at some point we need to get to them. The 10-step plan to, what was it, 10-step plan to, to, uh, to destroy the three Free State Project something or something like, like that. that? Yeah, to defeat the Free State Project. Uh, so we, we might get, a, get to that. There's so much to cover here, including your calls. Let's go to Jan in California. Jan, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey guys, can you hear me? What's on your mind tonight, dude? Okay, I uh, just want to uh, give a call. Um, I know last week I was very frantic about uh, my situation, um, but today I want to uh, call because um, I was interested in uh, learning more about different, I guess, different avenues of marketing uh, over like over the air. Um, I have this new service that I've signed up already a handful of, of um, people. And pretty much what I'm offering is at four dollars per month. I'm offering and no setup. I'm offering unlimited web hosting, 
Well, I'll tell you what, we can't, we're not going to let people just call up and promote their business. Uh, we do have an advertising department You for can that. send me an email at mark at freetalklive.com. We can talk right. about it. Yep, Mark is uh, my salesman, and he does a fine, fine job of it, and he'll happy, happily show you the variety of options that we have here. But to give him in a nutshell, Mark, uh, people that are interested in advertising with Free Talk Live can do on the air, on, air on the radio, can do inside the podcast. We, of course, have banner ads on the website. Uh, we can do, depending on your product and what's available, Possibly live reads in the middle of the show, and you know, pretty flexible. I mean, we we got one guy paying to read. Uh, can I say that someone's paying us to read those things, Mark? No, shoot, never mind. I can't tell you, but he's paying us for something, and it's unusual. All right, hey, uh, Jan, thanks for the call tonight. Good to hear from you. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I can understand that uh, people would want to call and uh, get a get a free plug in for their business, but this is a talk show, and we have to have issues to discuss. And well, he was explaining sure. what it was about. Sure, sure. All right, 800-259-9231. So I said that we were going to have a a parking ticket nightmare story, and we do indeed. It's from Meg. She says, after reading your post on freekeen.com regarding your parking ticket situation, I thought I'd write to you about the situation I went through in Oregon that drove me to move to the free state, or soon to be free state. I'm sending this not only to share my situation, but to give an example of why these parking citation things are such an enormous problem facing us today. As a result of my local government's multiple failures, I lost my car, my property in it, and I have a warrant out for my arrest in the state of Oregon. So I'll try to make this short, but it's complicated. It started when I was sharing an apartment with my brother in downtown Portland. All the parking... Maine or uh, Washington? Portland, Oregon. Okay. I meant... Got it? Okay. All the parking within more than a mile of our apartment was metered between 6 a.m. and 7 p.m., and you could not park for longer than 90 minutes. Now, this means that you could park in front of your apartments at night. Then, at 6 a.m., you'd, you'd have to move your car. That's still night as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, you'd have to uh, Yeah, park your means you could park in front of the apartments at night, then move your car at 6 a.m., or park over a mile away... And then walk home. So your choice. Yuck. Being that I have been a victim of a violent. Where did she? Where did one um, park? Uh, you know, after, at at six a.m. You'd have to just. I, I guess, guess you feed the meter and then you could sleep till seven thirty. Mm, I suppose you could. Yeah, I suppose that would be an option for you. I bet you don't stay at those apartments very long. Well, we'll find out what happened to her here in a bit. Uh, 800-259-9231 as she tells her parking ticket nightmare story. And you can share yours with us or bring up whatever happens to be on your mind. The toll-free number for you is 1-800-259-9231. That number brought to you by our friends at SACL CAI 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll free. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. As we continue here, oh, and by the way, I want to tell you about Audible.com. They are the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. You can listen whenever and wherever you want, just like podcasts. Audible has over 60,000 titles from which to choose. Every genre, Audible's got it covered. Get yourself a free audiobook download when you sign up today. Go to audiblepodcast.com slash FTL and get signed up. Get your free audiobook. That's audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. Parking tickets, 
Virtually everybody who's had a car in an area with parking meters has probably had a ticket. And, of course, I posted a blog post recently over at freekeen.com describing what my response was to a recent asinine parking ticket. Uh, the city of Keene cops ticketed our car for it being parked overnight in an area where supposedly needs to be clear in case of snow. Well, it was the middle of April and there was no chance of snow, so it was clearly just a revenue generation thing. Yeah. And so basically I said, hey, just show me where it's uh, – show me our agreement. Show me where I consented to your system and I'll happily pay your fine. I don't know what I'm going to hear back from the cops. Uh, time will tell. But now Meg has emailed us to tell us her story. She's a free stater, and it was her parking tickets, or tickets, maybe maybe one, maybe more than one. We'll find out here shortly. But it was her parking ticket situation in Portland, Oregon, that had driven her, it was a major motivating factor to get her out here to New Hampshire. So we'll let her tell the story. As she points out, in front of the apartment that they are, the apartment that they lived in was an area of town in which there were metered parking, or there is metered parking, but it's only active from 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. And at those parking meters, you can't park longer than 90 minutes. So if you want to park in front of your apartment, you can. It's just you have to get up at 6 a.m. and then go and move your car and then walk home. And, and apparently, the area you have to move to is quite quite a ways away. So she says that... Uh, Can you imagine groceries and stuff like that? What a pain in the butt this is. I, I mean, I, yeah. how awful. She says, being that I have been the victim of... Well, it might, you know, since it's a city, you may not have to go far for groceries. I mean, it's Portland, a fairly it, big place. But. Yeah, that, that, you're talking about the kind of walking to the grocery store phenomena. Uh, you know, the little little tiny grocery mm-hmm. store that's in your, inside your block happens in very few of the very largest really? cities. Really? Okay. I'm sorry. I mean, I, it, it could happen, but it's hey, just here, not like here in Keene. We have neighborhood um, convenience stores. They're not really grocery stores, but they can be one stores. within walking distance of your house. Not here, but no. there are a couple of them. Anyway, being that I have been the victim of uh, violent mugging and stabbing in downtown, I'm not going to park far away and then walk unprotected because we're not allowed to carry weapons of any kind. So I was finishing work, coming home at 3 a.m., then waking up at 6 a.m. to drive my car to a free parking area and then take the light rail back home to go to bed by 8 a.m. Can you imagine living like that? No. It's insane, in my my opinion. Absolutely insane. Get some sleep here in New Hampshire. At this point in time, the city was paying to renovate the building across from uh, the street from our place since it was considered a safety hazard. Every morning, they start construction at around 5 a.m., which really sucks when you're trying to sleep 15 feet away. One very rainy morning, I woke up at 6 a.m. to move my car, and I didn't notice that the construction workers had spilled nails all over the street. Three of my tires went flat almost immediately. I didn't even get out of the parking space. Now, because I couldn't move the car and couldn't afford to replace the tires until I got my check on Friday, which is two days later, I had to leave my car there. Now, Portland government workers don't take calls before 8 a.m., so I just left a note on my windshield that says, Construction mishap popped my tires. Please don't ticket till this is straightened out. <laughs> it was a good attempt. It really, I mean, heartfelt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think she was yeah, A she's normal sincere. person... Would have, you know, understood, but this is a meter maid we're talking about here. Yeah, there's no, they have no heart. Uh, please don't take it till it's straightened out, and I put the date on it. Now, of course, even when I did finally get the bureaucrats on the phone, they said I'd have to file a complaint in court, which takes weeks, of course. And I came out to find three tickets and a tow warning tucked over my note. I finally just got an advance on my pay, replaced the tires, and took the car to my grandfather's house after getting two more tickets as well as another tow warning. Now, not willing to pay the tickets because it wasn't her fault. The government's own workers spilled the the nails nails on the street. I went to court and explained the problem. 
and they gave me a second court date a month later to state my case. During that time, I went to New Hampshire to help out with the Ron Paul primary campaign, which is where I first heard of the Free State Project. I returned the day before my court date. Now, since the original problem in tickets, 32 days had passed. I had received a notice in the mail that said my tickets had doubled for failure to pay. I now owed $750 in tickets. I had not driven or parked in downtown since the whole situation started, so I was unaware on how determined the meter maids were. I drove downtown for my court date, parked, paid the meter, and went to court. I explained what had happened, and the judge said I would need to file a case against the construction group and include the fees for the parking tickets in that case. If I was to win, then they would be responsible for paying me, and I would still be responsible for paying the tickets. Now, that whole letdown in the courtroom took a total of about 45 minutes, so I wasn't worried about going over time on my meter, which was paid up for three hours. However, when I got back to where I'd parked, guess what? Booted. No, the car was gone. I called around and found out it had been towed and impounded. I went to the impound. From a paid parking spot. I mean, well, yeah, but she owed the, the money on the Sure, sure, but I mean, to see how determined these people are, they're chicken yeah. tags on everybody. Went about uh, four blocks away to the impound and asked to get my car back. They said I would have to pay the full amount on the tickets owed, which was $750, plus the towing fee. Plus Guess how the, much that was. Uh, let's see. To go four, four blocks, blocks uh, $200. $546. <laughs> oh, God. And the impound fee, $50 per day before they would release the car. You know, and it's the big the big cities do this uh, with, with cars. They, they, they intend to take the car. Mm-hmm. When you have those kind of fees... Nobody's going to pay that stuff. Yeah, if it's, especially if it's an older car or whatever, yeah. why bother? I mean, if, you know, with my 93 Dodge Shadow with the peeling paint yeah. <laughs> and the uh, 53,000 miles right. on it, I mean, it, it's certainly worth more than the $500 I, I could get for it if I tried to sell it, but it wouldn't be worth it. <laughs> These kind of tickets, well, yeah. whatever. <laughs> she says, so I couldn't afford that. And to make matters worse, all of my stuff was in the car since I'd just been in New Hampshire for a month. And I hadn't yet had the chance to even take my stuff home since returning to Oregon. So after about six days, they moved the car from the downtown lot to a larger lot just outside of town where they allowed me, with the police escort, of course, to get all my clothes, camera gear, etc., out of the car. Of course, there was a ton of stuff missing. My tripod, lights, sure. some clothing, a folder that had my college degree and adoption papers in it, etc. They said I could file a complaint if I wanted, but it wouldn't go anywhere. The law says that after 30 days in impound, the car is sold at auction with the revenue going to the state. With the bill to get my car rising daily, at this point it was around $1,600, and the car was only worth 1000 And the case I had filed against the construction group right, wasn't... But they, this way, you know, they, they win either way. They get a $1,000 car. Why? Because you ran over their nails in mm-hmm. their road that they right. put there. And, oh, yeah, so they got that $1,000 car, and then they're going to get $1,600 out of her. Or, I guess, if they cover, if they were to, like, put some of the money that they get from selling the car toward her, fine, which I doubt they would do. Do you think they would do that? I don't think they would. They'll auction it, and uh, the $1,000 car will go for $300. And she said the case I filed against the construction, uh, construction group wasn't even possible to get into court until two months later. So they're still stacking up fees upon fees upon fees on her tickets. She's got no car. And there's more to the story. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Boy, thank goodness we have governments. There, We really need governments to help us. Yeah. This is Free Talk Live. 
Allakees.com is a community for self-learners. At Allakees, you'll find tools to help you connect with people learning the same things you're learning, tutor other community members, and to make contacts that can help you find jobs. You can also earn money by sharing your know-how with others and contributing quality content. Visit Allakees at alekese.com. Again, that's alekese.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features, including the updates. You get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com. Get on the list for free, updates.freetalklive.com. You have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections. SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. Do business with businesses support Free Talk Live. All right. We continue telling the story from Meg, who is an escapee of the Oregon, Portland, Oregon area, and for good reason. She was lucky to get away with her life out of that uh, situation there. She really was. They really just wanted her car. Luckily, they're here. Uh, that she's here in New Hampshire now, where she can actually get some sleep. She was telling us about a story. She's living in downtown Portland, Oregon, where the parking is all metered, and so if you try to park there overnight, you have to get up at 6 a.m. to move your car to a free parking lot, unless you want to get up every hour and a half to keep paying to keep feeding the meter. So it was just crazy living there. She but went you're away. Not, you're not allowed to be parked for more than 90 minutes in one spot. So Correct. they'll tell your car, or at the right, very you least, have to ticket, move. ticket. Yeah, right. You'll have to, you know, you pay for 90 minutes, then move the car. And likely they have a rule. I know in Sarasota, Florida, this was a very similar situation. It was two hours, and the car had to be moved 15 spaces. Really? I didn't know that. Yep. Oh, wow. I didn't realize they had a, a minimum space move thing. I was just moving it to wherever I saw an open space back sure. in Sarasota. So, yeah, in ignorance of the law, you know. These so, people look like they would know. So she's gotten, uh, she she got the, the, a parking ticket, or she got a, a parking ticket because she was, the, the car had its tires popped as she was trying to leave. She was driving over some nails, apparently. She didn't realize they were there. There's a lot of construction work going on, a government construction project. She's filed a suit against them to try to get the money to pay these tickets. In the meantime, the tickets had, she went out to do a Ron Paul thing here in New Hampshire last year, and when she came back, uh, the tickets had uh, accumulated even more fees. They stole her car from her as she parked downtown, and she'd paid for that space that she had uh, she had parked at. And so they stole her car, and they're going to auction the car off. And you know the car's only worth a grand. By that point, she had a sixteen hundred dollars in late fees added on to her the, the parking tickets she'd had. And so she they continues just stole her, her car. Story. Yeah, they popped her tires and stole her car. But stealing the car isn't going to satisfy what they want from her for cash. Right, they're gonna take they're gonna take that car, they're gonna sell that car, and they're still gonna want to collect the cash from her for the parking tickets, which was a problem they created in the first place. So we'll continue her story here. She says, with the bill to get my car rising daily, and the case I'd filed against the construction group wasn't even possible to get to court until two months later, there was no way to save my car. And at this point, I just thought they beat me. I'll just take it and attempt to get some compensation out of the construction group case. But I was then informed that they were exempt from private civil trials because they were working as government contractors. 
I couldn't touch them. And to top it off... Of course, the judge, their their government worker there, the judge told her that this was how they went about it. I don't know if it was the judge that told her that. That's what they said in the courtroom. That's what you just the read. The judge suggested she, she file suit against them. And You're somebody then informed her that she couldn't get away with that because they're immune. So the judge didn't even know that, right? So they another example of how the government people don't even know what all their rules are. So how could any of us be expected to? It's not even possible to, to begin reading all of their rules. Not even possible. If you, even if you could understand the language legalese that it's written in. And I certainly can't. So she says, to top it off, when my day 30 of my car being an impound came... I was sent a notice saying my car was now the property of the state. <laughs> well, hey, guess what? It never wasn't right. the property of the state. <laughs> it's been the property of the state since, uh, honestly, the moment it hit the uh, hit the ground here in the United States. For the, well, for the most part, yeah. Uh, there are some people that claim if you get a manufacturer's certificate of origin the moment you buy the car, it's not the property of the state, but they'll heard still the take claims. it from you. Yeah. They'll still steal it, and then they'll make it their property. So she says, uh, that's, uh, yet I still owed the full amount of the tickets, tow fee, impound fee, a total of $2,796, plus a $2,000 relinquish of title fee. Did you ever hear about that one? That's a new one for me. I'd never heard that one before. So apparently, when you give up your title involuntarily to the state, they charge you a $2,000 fee. So they take your car from you, they steal your car, they've already got thousands of dollars worth of fees on your parking ticket, and then they jack you with a $2,000 relinquish of title fee criminal i'm sure that we all signed up for this service and certainly we all consented to this this is a service that everybody wants ladies and gentlemen this is what happened when the first person let the first bureaucrat come up with their stupid little plan and obey some problem yeah it was a problem i swear to god whatever it was was a problem down here in downtown Keene, where we get five dollar tickets we've got a problem with people parking on the street because the fact is that the, the people that live in the apartments will park on the street in the you know the easiest place to park sure they would and so we have to have the parking control people to handle this problem this is how it started in Portland. Mm-hmm. It was to handle a parking problem. It was probably five bucks back then, too. And now you've was. got the situation where the people just get their cars taken from them. So they, fi- the, 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 the city's construction workers drop some nails on the road. Yep. The, somebody accidentally runs over them, can't drive away. The city steals her car um, and tells her to go pound salt in her butt over trying to get paid. Thank goodness she may have had some money in the bank to where she uh, could support herself at this point because she lost her car. I mean, can you imagine how devastating this would be to most people? And I'm sure it was fairly devastating to her. I mean, she's living in a part of town where I'm sure the apartments aren't the most expensive and uh, the parking is uh, certainly expensive. And so thousands of dollars, nobody can afford this. Your average person cannot afford these kinds of fees. This is devastating. Even on a payment plan, that's de- a devastating amount of uh, of debt for people. Yeah, this is not helping and anything. And it didn't do anything. It didn't accomplish anything. You mean all the fees and right. the demands? Right. It doesn't do anything. There's no production. It here. just destroys lives and ruins things. It does that. So she says, failure to pay the four thousand seven hundred ninety-six dollars in full within thirty days would result in a warrant for my arrest. So I moved to New Hampshire. 
I lost my car and a lot of my stuff and a lot of freedom in my hometown. And the worst part was I have been an actual victim of violent crimes. I've been robbed twice, stabbed, and attacked in bed during a home invasion. But of all of those, not even a sliver of effort was put into finding the guilty party or bringing justice. Literally none. They took a report and they put it into a backroom file. But I'm parked downtown for 45 minutes, and even though I paid for that parking spot, they hunted me down within that time to bring Bring me to justice. Such a corrupt system that doesn't serve or protect anyone or anything but itself. So take what you want from that story, says Meg. I'll give and uh, give my help and support wherever you need it in this. She's talking about my uh, dealings with the keen parking bureaucrats. And anything else. I have a degree in film and have worked in movies and reality TV for seven years. So if y'all ever want more help in that aspect, I'm here. And feel free to share the story with anyone you want. I'm not worried about my name getting out or anything. So there you go. Well, I'm, I'm glad they're not chasing after her for the remainder that she owes them. Yeah. The try thousands to, of dollars that she owes them for having to relinquish the title of her vehicle to them. Try to extradite <laughs> her from New Hampshire. I don't Serve know. her time over this, right? I was expecting that, honestly. Well, don't give them any ideas, Mark. But, well, it's not over yet, I'm sure. Right. Well, so she certainly can't set foot in Portland or the, the whole state of Oregon ever again. Probably not. How long would they keep you in jail? Let's see, four uh, forty-seven hundred dollars. I don't know if they do it the same way out in Oregon, but uh, here it's fifty They'll just bucks a steal day. Whatever car she happens to be in, if they know. <laughs> yeah, that's what they do. That's what they are. They're thieves. They're scoundrels. In many cases, they're murderers. Now, not all of them. Some government people are honestly good folks who are trying to do the right thing. But if you are doing this. As part of your job as a government worker, if you're impoverishing people, if you're arresting peaceful people, if you're ruining people's lives and tell, and just telling yourself, well, it's the law. If they don't like the law, they can go work and change it. You aren't doing anything to help anybody. You're just hurting people. And it's stories like this that really bother, makes me really not want to pay property taxes anymore. I really don't want to. But I'll keep doing it because those same men and women calling themselves the government will come and throw me and my kitties and my lovely lady Julia out into the street if I decide I don't want to pay for this extortion. they'll tell themselves lies about what good people there are. And how bad I am, too. Their family family will tell themselves lies about how their their mother or father isn't a bad person for kicking somebody out on the street. Everybody will pat each other on the back while you go out in the cold. Although I could get on welfare at that point, then. That'd be great. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves. Just dial toll-free and bring up anything. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And as always, it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All of the features are completely free, so enjoy those. Again, freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, then shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter Amazon through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. Whatever it is you need to buy in life, Amazon probably sells it. They've got dozens of categories, plus even used items if you need to save a few extra bucks. Enter through amazon.freetalklive.com, and Free Talk Live gets a cut. That's amazon.freetalklive.com. Live.com as we continue taking your phone calls about whatever you want. We'll start things out with Ryan in California. Ryan, you're on Free Talk Live. Ryan in California, going once. Ryan in California, going twice. Hello, Ryan. Can you hear me? You are on the Hello? air, Ryan. What's on your mind tonight? Sorry, Skype. Um, so I'm in California, and I recently got, uh, I put together a 50cc motorcycle, and I just bought the frame, which was a registered frame. And so everything else, I built it, and uh, mm-hmm. which is kind of irrelevant, though. 
but I've been caught for driving without a license on it. Uh-oh. And I've never even gotten a motorcycle license, and I'm not going to get one. You know, so you have that. to have a special motorcycle license to ride a motorcycle? Yeah, and it's... Yes. Even though it's ridiculous, because if you think how small the bike is, it's only 50 cc's. In New Hampshire, I don't even think you have to get a license for that. 50 cc's know. is uh, usually right to that dividing line. Yeah. Well, anyways, they said I do, and they cited me for driving without a license. But I want to. My question is, if it's anyone in the audience has had any success um, with driving without a license by either claiming your right to travel, or using the code, the language in the code, like cracking it, because in the Traffic and Tax Act, um, when the first driver's licenses came out in the License Tax Act of 1913. And then in 1939 and 1954, all of them, they just amended each other. They, uh, a motor vehicle was defined as anything you do that you transfer, transporting people or property for profit for somebody else. Sure, there are all so, kinds of interesting uh, commerce-y, legalese-style definitions and as to information. what a vehicle is and a vessel. Right, right. You can get in and you can dig deep into that. I don't know. Some people claim that they've had success with it, but of course all those people that claim success are usually people that don't have access to the Internet, so they never post their court documents, they never post the proof of their claims. There is a guy out there, and I wish I could remember his name, that I did actually see an interview with him on some obscure YouTube interview show that he was claiming he's been driving without a license in California for years and has been able to get away with it, and he's got all the things that uh, you know you need to see that, that prove it. So there are certainly people out there that make all kinds of wonderful claims about how they've been able to, to engage in right-to-travel disobedience and have been able to uh, to do it. I don't know how accurate those claims are. I've yet to really see anything significant as far as something that I can point to and say, yes, this is a real unqualified success story. I would love to be able to, to find that success story. And I, and there are people that claim they're out there. Maybe somebody who's listening can uh, can say that or can, can call in to clarify that. But right now I would say that it's still up in the air. It's, it's vol- all of the, the validity of the claims about you know, being able to, 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 to travel as long as you utter the right phrase or you put the right phrase on your private license plate on the, the back of your car or you, know, you, you sign the right thing above your name when you sign the paperwork. There's all kinds of conspiracies out there. I Incantations. Guess, or, yeah, there are all kinds of uh, claims. How true they well, are, I don't know. They're not claims. They're just citations of the code which the government claims is the rules they follow. So right. Well, we've seen, so how, we've seen from example how much they follow their own rules they don't care yeah. about their they don't care about their own rules and they're going to railroad you they're going to railroad you as far as they want to railroad you and so it's i and guess i would really like to see somebody who put these uh, incantations on their car refused to stop when one of the, 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 the these government agents with the little flashing lights yeah, on top who are of their car anyway uh, right you don't have to i'd love to see them not stop and see what happens then well i think the most interesting thing uh, though, and uh the only way I really have to win if I end up in a statutory court is uh, the words change from every version of the code, but words don't change, you know. In, like, the 1939 code, it clearly, in 1954 code even, it clearly says a motor vehicle, and you can only be taxed for something 
if you're doing it for compensation or profit because it's on the state's property. So they own it. They can make the rules. Let us know how it works out for you. we got to let you go. Your uh, your lines there are kind of scratchy. I thank you for the call tonight, Ryan. Uh, let, let us know how it works out. I hope you do it, and I hope you have success, but I wouldn't expect any miracles. Right, and and the idea that just because they wrote it down that somehow they have to follow it is right. I, it, it's cute and everything. You're oh, a little girl. I believe they followed their laws and stuff. I mean, it's adorable, but they right. don't. They just don't. Um, I mean, here's Article 2-A of the uh, New Hampshire Constitution, the second highest law in the land in this great state. All persons have the right to keep and bear arms in defense of themselves, their family, their property, and the state. Except felons. Except felons. Apparently, does, I'm not a person. It doesn't say that in there? Right. I mean, no. <laughs> they, they call corporations persons. Right. A piece of paper or file folder can have a gun, but I can't. They just do whatever they want, yeah. man. That's pretty much how it is. And I think it'd be great if you could walk into a courtroom and you could, uh, you know, you could basically say, okay, look here, judge, your laws, your rules, these are your rules, sir. Uh, the, your rules say that that uh, the, the motor vehicle is only a, a commerce thing, and uh, and it's clearly I'm not using it for commerce. I'm only using it to uh, to transport myself. And the judge is going to say overruled, uh, irrelevant. Or it's not the way we interpret we've, that. We've right. already determined that uh, you are you were in a motor vehicle or blah blah blah. But I would love to see you have success. I hope you do. I mean, the, the guys uh, we mentioned Freedom uh, Freedoms Phoenix earlier tonight. And they're doing some really good work down there uh, in the Phoenix area. Freedomsphoenix.com is their website. And one of, they've got this YouTube channel called 4409. And I've been kind of uh, watching it over time. And I've, I've liked some of the things I've seen there. They've been doing some college outreach. And they've been doing things, which I think is great. And a lot of their supporters, some of them have, been, uh, have gone into court with audio recording devices, which is very similar to what we've done up here in mm-hmm. Keene. And I think that's excellent. You know, the more document, documenting this tyranny we can do, the better. And they've tried some of these all some of these alternative uh, legal techniques, which I, I am fine with. I think that you've got you know as good a chance hey. with any of these as with hiring a lawyer, and it'll certainly be a lot cheaper in the long run if you don't hire the lawyer. But they've gone in, and at the, one of their recent videos, he asks, he makes some really great points in a traffic court situation. It was one of those red light camera things. Mm-hmm. Makes some really great points in this uh, this situation where he he asks the police officer how many elements are in a valid cause of action. And the police officer can't answer that question, obviously making him not really knowing what he's doing because he had just before that said he had filed a valid cause of action. So the second question was, well, how many elements are there in a valid cause of action? He did not know the answer to that question. So if you don't know, how could you how could you possibly have a valid one? <laughs> so now, of course, the 4409 guy said, well, you should have uh, made a motion to impeach the witness. He didn't make that motion. And there's always a critique, right? There's always sure, something sure, that you sure. do wrong in one of right. these every, situations. Every time one of these uh, incantations... See, and that's it, right? Like they, they, when you when you do the incantation, if you say one wrong word, poof, you're a bat. You blew it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that's that's why it stinks so much. I mean, I remember the the Bugs Bunny uh, episode where it was abracadabra, poof, and the mm-hmm. guy was would turn into a bat. The, the this uh, the count or whatever he was, and then um, so Bugs Bunny figured it out that an alakazam would turn him back, and so he would say alakadabra and turn the guy into like a, a head with the little wings on it, and right. Abracapocus. <laughs> That's what they Open would have to believe. So he was like turning him into all kinds of different things, and it's it, it's just ridiculous. Sure. And so this guy made some great points, and I, you know, he it seemed clear to me that he was making legitimate points in this case. And of course, just like with Andrew Carroll, our friend here in Keene, the judge just went ahead and did what he wanted to do. The judge said, "Okay, well, fine issued. We're going to double the fine, and it's three hundred dollars now. Can you can you make payments, or can you pay it all at once?" Yeah. 
and then they moved him right along. Because they've got the uh, they, they've got the receptionist right or not the receptionist but the yeah. uh, the clerk out there taking the money and you have to you know pretty much everybody has to go get a line up to get out. What we've seen work the best from my observations has been just refusal to, uh, to pay. What we've seen activists go into court up here in uh, the Keene, New Hampshire area, go into court and basically admit to speeding or admit to doing an illegal U-turn or admit to having uh, no registration for their car. And then tell the judge, I'm not your piggy bank, I'm not going to pay this fine, and have the judge suspend the fine or do whatever he needed to do, make it not guilty, make it just, just push it under the rug and get, the, get those people out of the courtroom. We've seen that happen in a number of cases. And I would say that's a great track record. I mean, all things considered, versus the incantation records, versus the you know how successful the incantation techniques have been, that's just my observation so yep. far as to what has worked. Now, would that work and in every, California? The, I don't know about that. If Ryan tries that out in, uh, in, in California saying, I'm not going to pay your fine, I don't know if they're going to let you slide on that one because you I, don't have anybody backing you up in that courtroom at that time. Right, and here's the thing that the incantations rely on. They rely on a judge knowing what you're talking about. Yeah. And I don't think they do. I've talked to plenty of lawyers. Um, we've had uh, lawyers call in, you know, the people that try, trying to be lawyers in law school because lawyers wouldn't know this stuff. Mm-hmm. In law school, their professors don't know what they're talking about with this incantation route. The fact is, the people that you believe know the things that they are supposed to know in order to, for these incantations to work don't seem to. More coming up here, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and this is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You take control of the airwaves. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free. Those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for accessing their sites We give ours away at freetalklive.com. We continue taking your phone calls about whatever you want. Let's talk to Gene, the Christian anarchist in Tennessee. Gene, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, guys. Hey, Gene. It's a little slow tonight. It's because I think I got me the uh, the H1N1 flu. And uh, if you read tomorrow about 20,000 dead in Tennessee, it's all my fault. Okay, Mm -hmm. uh, Gene, we'll keep that in mind. (laughs) No, I I called about China because we're going to be going to China here again. Okay. This... Uh, uh, this little story will fit real good with that uh, ticket nightmare that girl had. Okay. This uh, uncle of my wife, he uh, decides that he doesn't want to follow the rules in China. Of course, you know that the rules are uh, only one child per family. Mm. And uh, if you break those rules, they don't do what people over here think they do. They don't haul your child off, your wife off to an abortion clinic and force her to get an abortion. They basically... Uh, hit you with fines and penalties, similar to that parking ticket. So there's a child tax, basically. Basically, yeah. And uh, also they take away the health care of the children, so they Mm. grow up without health care. So they do it economically. They don't physically force people to, uh, you know, they don't pull fingernails out or anything like that. But here's what happened to her uncle, who is a a farmer. You know, he just has, uh, they grow a couple of pigs per year, and they they grow their crops and... uh, uh, you know, they just build their own home without building permits, by the way. And uh, so they live on their land and do what they want to do, basically, and have as many children as they want. But the, the local government officials there 
say, uh, no, you can't do that. You've had too many children. And he wound up with, uh, I believe it was four daughters and one son. Mm -hmm. So what they did at the end was they levied a fine against him. He didn't have any money to pay because he's just a poor peasant farmer. So they wind up, uh, the city elders there came in and uh, stole his couch from him and took his couch away in exchange for his fine. So for a while they sat on boxes and, uh, of course, now they have another couch. But if they really wanted to hurt these people, they could have taken their pigs and taken their crops mm-hmm. and uh, basically destroyed them. But they didn't do that. They, you know, they just decided. And there's a lot of leeway over there because it's the city elders, uh, the local elders, uh, that would uh, levy a fine and, and punish people rather than the central Beijing government. It's not. It's not so central as as we imagine. You know, the, the central government writes the rules. But the local governments enforce them, and they have a lot of leeway in what they do. Well, the very so, fact that they will enforce them is is bizarre. Um, you know that they would even enforce that. I mean, but they will. But, yeah, they will. And the law it's is because, law. It's because governments are nothing more than uh, mafia uh, organizations, yes. and the mafia organizations will do whatever they want to. It's just that it seems like the mafia organizations in China may not be quite as cruel and ruthless as we think. No, you're right. I mean, just comparing, and you're right, comparing your story to the story of Meg out in Portland, it's like night and day. I mean, you lose a couch over violating one of the rules about how many kids you can have versus a $4,700 fine uh, that had accumulated over a parking ticket that they started. I, I used to live for many years in the Socialist Republic of Oregon, and I know what it's like over there. It's pretty mm-hmm. bad. They are uh, very liberal, very left-leaning, and they love their rules and regulations. Well, now, wait a minute, Gene. That's not to say that a bunch of uh, law and order right-leaning conservatives wouldn't also enforce those same rules in the same That's way. That's true. But uh, you were saying earlier something about uh, ignorance of the law not being any excuse. But actually, uh, one of the tenets of law is that ignorance of the law is an excuse. So they've brainwashed everybody into thinking that yeah. ignorance of the law is not an excuse. Well, but try telling to that to the judge, Gene. Well, in most cases, you have to prove intent if you really go to court. And uh, intent, of course, is ignorance of the law. If you didn't know the law, you didn't have an intent to break it. So hmm. uh, it certainly is a, an excuse, and uh, people need to realize that that is Fair a enough. legitimate excuse. Good point. Any other thoughts, Joe? Well, uh, I'm going to be heading over there, I think, in about six weeks. So maybe I'll give you a call there, or if you want me to look for anything in specific over there, I will do that. I don't know. It's always interesting just hearing your observations of uh, what's happening over there. I mean, it's a place where... China is a place where it seems the marketplace is on the rise, whereas here it seems the state is on the rise. It seems that the that China is experiencing an increase in freedoms, uh, while the United States is experiencing an increase in uh, well, uh, tyranny. And that's just from my outsider's for, perspective, based on some of the things you've said and some of the stories I've, uh, we've read over the years. One thing I'd recommend for people who are interested is to just go to Google Earth and pick a city in China and zoom in on it and look at the way uh, those cities are built. They're gigantic. They're huge. Uh, the buildings are, are, they're not like here. They are all high-rise, basically. Um, they have millions of people in a very small area, and they have taxi cabs, and they have buses, and they have uh, private cars on the roads. It's, it's very much like here. So you can see that from Google Earth, and uh, I even did that to North Korea. I went and looked through North Korea because we always hear what a <laughs> horrible place that is, and I believe it is a horrible yeah, place. Yeah, there's not much there. They don't even have but, lights at nighttime. Yeah, but they do have very large cities over there. I don't really know uh, what it's like in those cities, of course. There it's was like a, hell. The highest infant mortality rate on, on the planet. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and they did have an uh, American journalist who did go in there and write some stuff. But uh, it's interesting because 
Well, certainly other societies... I'm sure that people get away with some stuff that uh, maybe they wouldn't get away with here. No doubt. Gene, thanks for the call as always. Good luck with your trip. Hope to hear from you again. 800-259-9231. Always interesting to hear uh, the perspective from people who have the ability and the time to travel the world as Gene does and anybody else that's anywhere around the the world at this time living in other countries. uh, Always interesting to get the perspective from outside of the United States because otherwise you could be a little too insulated. 1-800-259-9231 to Jesse, who is in Oregon. Jesse, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello there. Hey, Jesse, what's on your mind tonight? Um, Well, I wanted to ask you about um, gentrification and eminent domain. And um, I actually have a local um, issue going on here that I was debating with someone. And when I started thinking more and more about it, I thought that I should call you guys and ask what you basically thought about it. Okay, what do you mean specifically? Okay, so here, here's how it goes. Is, um, there is an Eagles Lodge down here, and um, I live in Salem, Oregon, mm-hmm. and uh, there's an Eagles Lodge here, and uh, the city government had basically, they didn't actually serve any sort of papers that say we're taking over your place by eminent domain, but they basically threatened to do it, so they moved. Hmm. You know. Yeah, they do that. Yeah, and then um, it happens to be in this area, which is uh, becoming, you know, kind of hip. And you, there's bars with live music and a independent movie theater and an art gallery and coffee shops. And Sounds lovely. There's, they're all starting to just pop up in there. A lot of people and renting. What's that now? A lot of people renting. Yes, a lot of people renting. And they just uh, put in some rent control departments for single mothers. Which sounds great, but rent control is not great. That. Yeah, and um, people, when I try to explain to them what's happening, are meeting me with quite, quite the opposition. Yeah, you're a bad person. <laughs> I mean, that, no, no doubt about it. That's all they can think of. So hold what? on, you want to see single mothers living on the streets? I mean, that's all they can think. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, I'm a little confused. You're saying what's happening is that they kicked the Eagles Lodge out? Is yeah. that the issue? Um, well, they, I'm just kind of giving you a picture of what's going on here. So um, the Eagles Lodge building is now empty, or what happened? It, it, it's probably going to be demolished, and you know, it will be nice apartments for really cheap. <laughs> you know. Okay, so you're saying that uh, the Eagles Lodge has been kicked out and that you've been telling people that this is a bad thing and they're saying, no, it's not? Yes. Got it. Yeah, and so I just, you know, I just wanted to know um, maybe perhaps a, a, a talking point on explaining how, 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 how a threat of eminent domain is violence. I, I just, I can't put these things into words. It's an excellent question. Uh, well, I mean, if you decide that you don't want to sell your house at the arbitrary price the government people decide they're going to offer you for your piece of property when they want to steal it from you, then they're going to take it anyway, as they did with the folks out in New London. We can bring it back here in a moment. And Mark, if you've got any suggestions, we'd love to hear those. Plus, if you've got any suggestions as to how to handle the eminent domain topic when it comes up, 1-800-259-9231. As you know, eminent domain is the ability of the government people to go in and essentially say, yep, yep, okay, uh, we've decided we're going to take this property, and we'll offer you X for it. And if you don't want X, we're going to take it from you anyway. 800-259-9231. Seems pretty clear to be violence to me. 
This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. Number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. And as always, anything goes. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features, they're free. So enjoy those, including updates. Get signed up, and we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live, just go to updates.freetalklive.com to get on the list for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com as we bring back Jesse on the line in Oregon. Jesse having some conversations with people as uh, the, the town that you live in or the area you live has recently been engaging in eminent domain, which, of course, is the government's ability to steal property from people. And, of course, they would never call it stealing. We're making a market offer for the, their value of their property to them. Well, of course, they decide, what, they decide what the uh, market value is. That, yeah. That's their decision. Right. It's and an offer you can't refuse also. Because if you say no to the offer, they take your property anyway. So... <laughs> It's just amazing. And you've been running up against some opposition, uh, Jesse. Are you with us there still? Yes, still here. And you're asking for some, I guess, some suggestions as to how to handle this particular topic. I mean, looking at it from from the perspective of a property owner, it seems pretty clear that this is, is stealing. I mean, what are some of the things that, that you've been uh, – what are some of the objections you've been hearing from people? Um, you know, just that um – uh, Stealing's necessary. Had a brain fart right now. They, they have to. You, you have to take these things, otherwise society would crumble. That kind of thing. The government has <laughs> because to. the artists need a place of their own, a place <laughs> to call their own. Well, of course, the artists need a place no of their Starbucks own. Starbucks or sure. McDonald's. That's important and... for the artists to have that, and the artists <laughs> should buy that. The, the the people from the Lions Club shouldn't be for the the Eagles Club or the BPOE or whatever it is shouldn't be forced to give up their little clubhouse in order for the artists to be able to come there. I mean, the artists just think could make an offer on some vacant place somewhere, and have their own studios. Of course, the artists can't get together, and really, I guess that's the artist's fault, not the people at the Elks Club, mm-hmm. huh? Yeah, but the and then the city is paying developers to demolish other places and build cheap housing and to, you know, build storefronts for, you know, this, uh, I don't know. I mean, it sounds creepy to say liberal agenda, but... It's a liberal agenda, but I mean, there's conservative <laughs> agendas out there too. So it it doesn't really matter which which one of the tribes is in control of the government. They're going to you know they're going to start screwing people one way or the other. Right. The, the uh, question conservatives is, might... that you should ask them is, hey, what if they decided the artist needed your house? Yep. And Ooh, they decided personal. they decided that your house was worth seventy five percent of what you think it's worth. I'm not. Maybe you're wrong. Maybe they're right. But who knows how much it's worth? What if they decide that it's worth seventy five percent of what you think your house is worth? That's uh, that should work perfectly. Well, oh right. yeah, always try to make it personal. I mean, when it comes down to these issues, if if you're trying to get someone to see the theft, if you're trying to get someone to see the violence, to get them to see the gun in the room, so to speak. 
It seems to be that uh, one of the most effective ways is to not say, well, don't you feel bad for the Elks Club guys? No, no. What if it was you? What if it was your building? What if it was your house? What if it was your business that they were coming after? And would would them saying, well, it's eminent domain, make it any less stealing your home? Would it be any less of a, uh, a violent process just because they've written down words on paper that say, well, we can do this. We can take people's homes and call it eminent domain, and then it's not stealing. Would anybody who is in that position, being given some sort of a ludicrous offer, even if it was an on-par offer? What if you didn't want to sell your house? What if it was like in the, the New London case, where your house had gone back for generations in your family? It had always been in your family, and your family had always stayed in that house. Would it, you, you just easily just give that up, just because some government people come in with, uh, with, some, with an offer? And it's not again. I don't even know why I use the term offer. It's not an offer. It's a demand. It's a demand. Right. It's a it's threat. A demand. You will do this or else. It's an offer you can't refuse. Right. You either take our offer up front or you take what we give you in the you know the kick in the butt out the, out the door. It's one or the other. Good luck with your conversations. I thank you for the call. I, I just want to say yes, one sir? more thing. Uh, Gene, the Christian anarchist, had mentioned that, that he, he called Oregon the the socialist republic of Oregon. He did. And I was just going to say that that's really only applicable to the major urban areas. I mean, really, it's just a, a couple blue cities in a red state. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it's an appropriate observation. But darn big blue cities in yep. a, a pretty sparsely populated red state. I thank you for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And if once you've explained to somebody, if you've got somebody who you're talking to about eminent domain and you ask them, well, what if it was you? Well, it's eminent domain, and I guess I'd have to just go along with it. Yep. And if, if, you, if you explain it to them and you show them the gun in the room and they still say, well, we need a room for those artists, or they still have their excuses, or they still say, oh, I would have no problem with that. It's the right thing to do for society, or whatever, move on. Yeah, there's Find not much somebody you can else do. to talk to. There's not to. much you can do, do with somebody who's, who thinks that it's, well, it's just a great idea for the government to take away those, those uh, old guys at yes. the Elks Club's uh, you know, clubhouse. My, God knows they're not doing anything with it, sitting around and smoking. And, and drinking and probably playing some cards. Screw them. The artists need a place. Well, the old people can. Place. Well, we've got old places for old people. They can go sit at the mall in the air conditioning, and if they get too crazy, we'll put them in the nursing home. But even if you do nail them down on the it being their property, and they still say, "Well, you know, it's okay. I'll just take the offer, and this is what I have. This is the price I have to pay for living in society. Is that I don't own any of my things. That I only own them to the extent that the government doesn't need them." That whatever the government says, I will do. If they say I can't live here anymore in this house that I've lived in for 60 years. Sieg Heil, baby. Yep, I'll just do whatever it is they say. Put me up in a welfare home. I don't care. I'm the tool of the state. Anything for the same amount of land. Yeah. If you've got somebody who is just saying, sure, eminent domain's a great idea. You sure? I see the gun in the room and I have no problem using it. You are talking to the wrong person. They are not a prospect for liberty. Maybe someday they might be. Maybe someday uh, they'll certainly feel the pain for, of the government's regulations and taxes and its absurd, uh, ludicrous rules. But it doesn't seem like they're any, anywhere close to that at this point in time. So I would say find a new prospect. There are a lot of fish in the sea, a lot of people out there that are ripe for this message that are just waiting to hear from somebody like you. And when you get frustrated with trying to convert these people one at a time, drip by drip, drab by drab in the town that you're in. Yeah. Consider the New Free Hampshire. State Project. We got sick of it. 
And yeah, here we are. It's, it's, it's a, I'm sorry. It's just a, it's a it's a battle you simply can't win out there. Well, you won't be up against opposition. It's not like you won't be up against opposition here in New Hampshire. There are people that are very upset about the free staters coming in here, and they want to do We're everything they success. can. That's why they're upset. You're right about that, because if the free staters, if the liberty activists that were moving to New Hampshire, and also the liberty activists that are already here in New Hampshire, if they weren't a threat to the status quo, then they would still be at the laughing at you phase. Mm-hmm. You know, Gandhi, I think it was uh, first they laugh at you, and then first they, they ignore you, then they, oh, they fight, ignore you. Then they, uh, first they ignore you, then they laugh they at you, then, you, then, then they, they fight you, then you, then you win. Then you win. So if you really weren't a threat, they would be at the ignore phase, mm. and you would, they wouldn't be writing the ten ways to stop the the Free State Project, or whatever the the list is, Mark, you have that with. I have it. I'm right here, ready to ready to rock and roll. It's it's a ten step plan, as though there are others, to <laughs> defeat the agenda for, of the Free Staters. So, um, okay, so the agenda, oh, of the Free Staters. Okay, are we it, using names here? Of the people that wrote this article? Yeah. Sure. They put okay. their names on it, didn't they? They did. <laughs> they ought to be proud of it then. Okay, great. I should point out that I called these folks that wrote this article, and I invited them. Actually, I sent them an email first. And then a week and a half later, I called them for a follow-up. And I invited them to come on the show and talk about this, try to build some bridges and open up some lines of communication. They never called back. No. They like to sue people. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll read what they have to say here in moments, and uh, you can call in about anything. It's Free Talk Live. Hey, the other day I bought my first firearm. Oh, yeah? Yeah. At 357? Next. I even got a $5 disguise discount. Nice. All I had to do was sign up with the military. Sign what? Huh? Free Talk Live, your show. You take control, bring up anything, toll free, 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI, 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features, and they're all free, including the wiki with over 1,800 pages created by listeners like you. Just go to wiki.freetalklive.com. Get interactive. W-I-K-I, wiki.freetalklive.com. Join more than half a million people who've trusted LegalZoom.com for their common legal documents. You can incorporate a business over there. You can create a will or a living trust. You can even register a trademark. It's empowering you, protecting you with common legal documents that people trust. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save $10 off your order. It's LegalZoom.com. Code FTL. So the Free State Project is really stirring things up here in New Hampshire, at least uh, in the case of a certain couple of implants, people that have moved here, like we have, Mark. We've moved here to New Hampshire in order to get active for liberty. Unfortunately, they have not gotten active for liberty. They've gotten active for tyranny and the oppression of the state. These are people that moved from the state of New York here to New Hampshire to bring their statist ways with them. It's it's really funny. Um, you know, so many people move to this state for whatever reason. One would assume that they like the state, right? It's pretty. It's pretty it, here. It is a beautiful state. Yeah. And then they come from whatever big government state that, that they're in. Massachusetts, and this, in, in New this York. case, it's Long Island. Oh, yeah. And um, then they want to replicate the things that they enjoyed so much about Long Island. Um, and you mean the government tyranny? The, the tyranny. Yeah. Whatever it is that they liked. Uh, and they want to replicate it here. Hey, if you liked the way the government was in Long Island, why aren't you still there? Well, the answer is, is they didn't like the way the government was. They, they imagined that they could control it. And this is really what it's all about. You, they, they create a monster, and then the monster takes over. Well, they're more likely to get in charge here in New Hampshire than they are in sure. Long Island, where there's going to be a lot of competition for those government mm-hmm. agencies, whereas here in New Hampshire, 
you know, there's still a kind of a live, live for your die mentality to some extent amongst the population, and of course, plenty of apathy as there is in a lot of and places. Small so, towns, small, small towns. Small. So yeah, so some big city activists can easily get in and uh, and and do right. something. And this is what I call the big state act, the, the big state uh, pro- project. Yeah, these these people come from you know we, we're the free state project. They come from the big state project, and it's right. that whether they come from uh, New York or Massachusetts or Connecticut, there's so many of them, and they're all in the government. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, the, <laughs> that they, That's they, their thing, that man. They gravitate right towards it. So this is a letter. But it's, it's bad what we're doing. It's bad what right. we're doing. Well, we're, because we're moving in listen, for freedom, and that's bad. Listen to the vilification that goes on in here. This is a letter. By the way, this is a hand. This is a typed letter, from what I understand, that yeah. was sent out in the mail to a number of uh, people in the town in which you live, Mark. Well, this because is, that's where these people live. Um, the, 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 this, this one, the 10-step plan went to the town government mm-hmm. and a many other town governments. Oh, that's true. That's okay, true. so this one, as you know... Um, this but it was is, not emailed, was it? I think it was actually a, a, a letter sent, and somebody received that letter and transcribed it to the Internet. I believe, um, that, I believe that, this was, that there was an Internet version also. Okay. I don't know for sure. Got it. Dear town officials, as you know, the Free Staters have now moved into at least 17 towns in New Hampshire, which, you know, inaccuracy number one, ting. You know, They've these moved people, into far more than that? Right, far more than that. There are far more than 17 towns. Yours being one of them. <coughs> Only now is their extremist agenda receiving the scrutiny that it deserves. The following is a draft plan I have developed for the town that I live in. I felt <laughs> I should share it with other towns now, as that well. doesn't mean the town has adopted the plan or anything no, like that. No, this is just, these are just two right. crackpots, <laughs> honestly, because the town has no intention. I mean, they're suing the town because the guy was kicked off of the, the Conservation Commission. Why? Because they want their little fingers in everybody else's business. Mm-hmm. And uh, the gentleman's name, he's We know what's best. Sincer- sincerely, uh, Russ Martins. Russ and Pam. By the way, Pam Martins, his wife, was the author of a counterpunch, a couple of counterpunch articles. Counterpunch yeah. is a, also, it's a website and a magazine. And or a newsletter, whatever you want to call it, and they, paid newsletter. It's what paid, paid, yeah. And so they have an online version, and she wrote two articles, basically trashing one for the uh, paid newsletter right. and one for the online version, It'd be trashing one thing the Free State Project. And fine if she stuck to the facts, but and 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 I guess it's better that she goes after the cannibalism angle. That's really yeah. awesome. That uh, yeah, the Free Staters are here to eat your children, right? <laughs> and have incest. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, incest and cannibalism. That's yep, why we're here. Yep. A ten st- uh, here, here we start. A ten-step plan to defeat the agenda of the Free Staters. And of course, there's a, <laughs> there's a preface here. The agenda of the Free Staters is not to bring more liberty, more freedom, and smaller government to New Hampshire. No. Those are simply the talking points to mask the real right. agenda. To eliminate all tax-funded social programs, public education, Social Security, Medicare, etc. Now, hold yeah, on. Baby. Before we go on. I'm actually all for that. Social Security and Medicare... Now, exactly how are we going to eliminate those on a in state New level Hampshire. and uh, on a town level? But we could. We could. We could secede from uh, the United States, right. and that would effectively eliminate those But this is programs. to the town government people. Okay, right. this, this is a letter written it's to town sensational. government. It's but sensational. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. What, is the ta- what am I going to do on a town government level to stop public education, Social Security, or Medicare? They're just saying that these free staters are dangerous to the status quo of the government system that we have, and they need to be stopped. I understand, they're but, they're, but they're, they're being it's stupid. I mean, this has nothing to do with it. And let the free market run unfettered by eliminating zoning and planning ordinances, mm-hmm. building inspectors, <laughs> and safety and environmental laws. Okay. Um, in the town I live in, there are no environmental laws, there are no safety laws, there are no building inspectors. There's a there's a guy um, who I guess you know starts and stops your project, but not really a building inspector. And I guess planning and zoning ordinances, they have those. 
Yeah, but but we would but like we to didn't overturn all the. Yep, I think most free, I think I can't speak for them all. I think, but though, as a free stater, as somebody who signed the statement of intent, which just does say, I believe the maximum role of government should be the protection of life, liberty, and property, and that's the maximum role. Which, of course, the minimum role would be my true beliefs, which are uh, no government, no authoritarian state, whatever, uh, whatsoever. But you know, it's all, I, th- I would say that's all fairly accurate as far as what most liberty-minded people want. At least what you and I want. Let's let's not speak for most of them. I don't know. It of course leaves out the fact that we would like people that need to be uh, taken care of as far as uh, their medical uh, benefits, or as far as you know, helping the poor and helping the indigent and things like that. Uh, we would like that all to be handled by charities and people that actually care, as opposed to faceless government bureaucrats cutting checks. So it, it leaves all that out. It's the typical paint job of libertarians hate to take care of people. Libertarians uh, are not charitable. They just want to destroy all of the uh, the, the, the wonderful things that we have in society. That's you think we're going to get through number 10 here? No way in hell. No. Okay, we, we haven't even got to number one. Well, we still have two callers. Actually, I have two callers on the line. So let's get to number one, and we'll continue the rest of them. After no, that. we've got a ways to go to get to number one. Oh, crap. All right. Well, the true yeah. agenda is carefully mapped out in the words of the founder of the Free State Project, Jason Sorens, <laughs> whose research is funded by a front group of large corporations. Jason Mephistopheles Sorens. The Mercatus Center. Yeah. Okay, because Jason Soren has re- re- has received some money, some funding from some uh, not-for-profits, uh, large academic. corporations is not exactly right. He's an academic by trade. That's what they do. They go right. and they, they seek get funding. funding. Yeah. Right. Once we've taken over the state government, this is a quote marks, we can slash the local and state budgets, which make up a sizable portion of the tax and regulatory burden we face every day. Furthermore, furthermore we can eliminate substantial federal interference by refusing to take highway funds and the strings attached to them. Sweet. Once we've accomplished these things, we can bargain with the national government over reducing the role of the national government in our state. We can use the threat of far enough. We need seces- to secession yeah. as leverage to do this. Forget all the bargaining. The Free State, continuing with the quotes from uh, Jason Sorn. The Free State Project is related to market-preserving federalism in two different ways. First, New Hampshire is poised to benefit if the United States returns to a true model of market-preserving federalism. The one example is Social Security. New Hampshire could do much better if it were taking care of its own Social Security program because its residents pay much more in Social Security taxes than receive back in benefits. That's because their residents moved to Florida and <laughs> afterwards. So the Free State Project does also contribute a market-preserving federalism and is beneficial working in other ways. Once New Hampshire moves dramatically in a free market direction, we're going to continue to attract individuals and businesses from other states. So true. And other states that are going to have to reform their own laws in order to avoid losing their tax base to our state. All so these these are true. Add some much needed competition into the uh, the realm of people moving between the states. Yep, I have no interest in New Hampshire starting its own social security system, but uh, you know, I understand what he's talking His about. His next quote I vehemently disagree with. Yep. After the free staters take over, Mr. Sorens expounds on how he would control who moves into the state in the future. This says, is insane. I am open, and I'm glad that they, they he leaves I would this. like to see him recant this, uh, this statement, personally. I am open to the suggestion that immigration laws against non-libertarians are justifiable in a libertarian society that still has a majority rules government. The reason is that non-libertarians would immediately begin violating people's rights by voting for government programs. Keeping them from establishing residence would be a kind of self-defense. Third, and perhaps the most viable solution, we can implement tight and explicit constitutional rules that prevent majorities from bringing back bad laws. 1-800-259-9231, the whole uh, majorities and laws thing, that's fine. But the idea of restricting immigration in a so-called libertarian state seems a little counterintuitive. Uh, well, anyway, we can come back with more of this and take your calls here in moments. 800-259-9231, this is Free Talk Live. 
This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can bring up whatever you want. Toll free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Uh, as we continue here, and by the way, if you want to support the show, become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We'll take that money in, reinvest it into the show, getting on as many radio stations across the country as we possibly can. And by the way, just announced that we are now back on FM here in Keene, New Hampshire on Saturday nights, which is great news. They had taken the FM uh, station off the air for a little while and put classic rock on there. And now talk is back. So we've uh, regained our FM affiliate in Keene, which is always nice. Uh, and, of course, more new affiliates are coming, and we look forward to announcing those uh, in the upcoming weeks here. Of course, we're going to the Talkers Magazine and Media Seminar in, a, in less than a month uh, at this point, and our amplifiers are paying to send us there to schmooze with the industry big wigs and, and get Free Talk Live out there. We're also sponsoring the name tag, so everybody walking Huge. around. This is big for Free Huge. Talk Live. Everybody walking around at... Uh, the new media seminar, which is usually a crowd of 600 right. people over the weekend. When Sean Hannity shows up, he's going to have free talk live on, on his, his chest. his chest, yeah, that's right. Unless he takes the tag off. They might let Sean it Hannity might burn walk him. around without, yeah. So that'll be fun. Uh, so we're doing that, and it's all possible because of amplifiers like you. Or if you're not an amplifier, you could become one. Go to amp.freetalklive.com and get on board for as little as 3 bucks a month. You get perks like access to the amp-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. amp.freetalklive.com. Mark, I'm gonna, uh, we're going to come back to this list of ten ways to essentially dismember the Free State Project right. uh, by a couple of local yokels who have moved into New Hampshire from, uh, from New York. And, you know, they, it's okay for them to take over the state government and implement big government. Matter of fact, they've tried. Right. But when, uh, the, uh, when the liberty-loving people come to New Hampshire, then it's a big problem. So we're going to get to their list of ten things here probably after... The radio show is over. We're going to continue on. We've got an interview uh, coming up immediately after the show. So if you're listening to the live streams at freetalklive.com, you will be able to hear that. Also, if you pick up the podcast later yep. on tonight, you'll be able to hear it as well. You can there. find out all about this uh, new advertiser we've got, uh, Alekis. Excellent. So we'll get Alekis. to that. All of that's coming up right after the radio show ends. So if you're on the stream, stay on board. All right. So in the meantime, we go to your phone calls. Rich is in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Rich. Well, hello, gang. It's Good to talk with you again. What's hey. on your mind tonight, Rich? Well, I would like to address the the issue about ignorance of the law. Yes, sir. No excuse. That saying. By all means. Yeah, I just found out today where that came from. Mm. And now to understand, first of all, there you know there are two different kinds of crimes. There's mala and se, which is basically crimes in and of themselves, murder, rape, where there's actually a victim, right? Yeah, crimes where and nobody could deny it's a crime. Right. And then there's mala prohibita, which basically means it's a crime because it's, well, because the state says so, because it's prohibited. Right. There is no victim. It's just that we wrote this down and now it's illegal. Right. So it turns out that when we say ignorance of the law is no excuse, that is a paraphrase of something that was said by a British legal scholar named Blackstone. Hmm. And basically what he said... Now, here, this is a translation of what he said, which was in Latin. Ignorance of the law, which everyone is bound to know, excuses no man. Well, it turns out that when he said that, he was referring to mala and se crimes. That is to say, rape, murder, robbery, 
fraud, etc. Yes, I've heard that, this before. But yeah, I, I understand, but do you hear people using this ignorance of the law is no excuse? I mean, I've, I've, I've heard of it on television, but I've never heard anyone say to me ignorance of the law is no excuse. As a matter of fact... Uh, you know, I've the, you know I've I've talked to cops and cops know that they don't know all the laws. How in the world could I? Well, that's a good question. Well, I I remember my mom saying that, and and uh, it was just it's something that's that's parroted. I know you've yeah. got one ad on on your show that's that we can hear on the net, and and that's uh, that's mentioned a lot. The uh, ignorance of the law is no excuse. The judge will say if you say I didn't know the law. Yep. I yeah, I don't. I can't think of any specific examples, but I know I've heard it all throughout. I mean, this, this society. It's I've heard common. it plenty on television, and people say it and that kind of thing. But I've never heard anyone say to another person in sort of the you know that in real life uh, the way it would uh, apply. Ignorance of the law is no excuse. You don't think a judge would say would utter something like that in his? They courtroom? may very well. It's, it may be that they never have to because we've been indoctrinated with this through television Maybe. and all this other stuff. But you're right, Rich. I've heard that before. I just didn't know. I didn't know who it was attributed to. The idea being that, uh, as you say, mala in se or natural law that there should be no excuse for ignoring the, you know, the natural law that in every man and woman should know just by virtue of being a, a human being seeking their next breath uh, that doing harm to another person or their property is inherently something that's that's wrong. There's no reason for being uh, for anybody to be ignorant of that. Uh, that's essentially what he. Was was saying right that is, that is correct and and so it's last, been perverted i mean since then they, that whole concept has been perverted to well ignorance of all of these insane uh, government uh, rules and strictures and uh, arbitrary laws is no excuse of course there's an excuse there's no way anybody could be of knowledge of those things there are too many of them to know about and as mark said you can even get the government guys to admit they don't even know their own laws heck most of them don't even know what their own constitution says and that's supposed to be the you highest can get law them on, of the land. right on the stand with it yep right Great call so, tonight, Rich. Anything else on your mind? Just one last thing. I happened to learn this from a book that I just read today. I, I read it in pretty much one sitting. Mm-hmm. It's called You and the Police. Oh, yeah, uh, Boston Tea Party. That's right. I actually read that book a long time ago. It was probably one of the first Liberty books I ever read. It's a fine book. Has he done an update on that, or is it still like a 1996 edition? What I'm looking at is a new edition it mentions a uh, law that was passed in 2004. Okay. Let me see here. Yeah. Uh, uh, That's a hell of a lot newer. That's a hell of a lot newer than my version, and it was great back then, so I'm sure it's yeah. even even better now. I highly recommend that particular book, and I thank you, Rich, for the call. Hey, Rich, uh, if you're still there, I'm sorry. Are you still there? Yes. Are, are you coming out to Porkfest this year? I sure hope so. Excellent. Well, we'll see you out there. I know we saw, we saw you at Social Sundays this weekend, and uh, good seeing you again. Thank you for the call tonight, Rich. Uh, by the way, Pork Fest, if you want liberty in your lifetime, don't miss the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival uh, this June 25th through the 28th in beautiful Lancaster, New Hampshire. You can join hundreds of liberty-loving people for a weekend of freedom and fun. Register today at porkfest.com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T, porkfest.com. And, uh, by the way, Free Talk Live will be broadcasting live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival. So come on out, meet us, and meet, more importantly, the hundreds of liberty-loving people, many of them have, who have already moved here to New Hampshire and gotten it's active. It's really great. I mean, it's really, really it's a good time. It's fun. It's a blast. I mean, if you enjoy being outdoors in kind of a camping-style atmosphere with a lot of fun, liberty-loving they have, people. They have hotel rooms. They have ca- yeah. cabins. You don't need... Uh, it, if you, Do they have cabins there? Cabins? Yep. Yeah, it's just a lot of fun. I really enjoyed myself. 
Actually, we've never been to Rogers. It's at a new campground this year. Actually, it's an old campground. Originally, they'd held it at this place called Rogers, which is in the northern section of New Hampshire. They then moved it to a place called Gunstock, more southern level of New Hampshire, and turned out Gunstock was like a government-owned park. Mm. And so there were all kinds of rules there that did not make it as good of an event. But we had a lot of fun at the two Gunstock events we went to, Mark. It was a good time, no doubt, at both, simply because of the company you were with. So even though they came into the fun tent and told everybody to keep it down one of the one of the nights, and uh, that was really annoying, uh, the, the Gunstock security people, mm. there was so much, uh, I guess, outcry about going back to Gunstock from the, the Free Staters that they decided to move it back to Rogers. So it's more out of the way. It's going to be a little bit more of a drive for people, but it's going to be a much more private uh, location as far as all of the camping area is going to all be together, whereas everybody had to walk quite a ways when they were at Gunstock and and they're not going to be all these insane government strictures and rules on, on what we can and can't do. So it should be, I think it, it should be an even better event this year than it has in years past. Let's go to Don in Pennsylvania. Don, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Yeah, hi, guys. How hey, you doing? Don, what's on your mind? <clears throat> long, long time no speak to. Yeah. Uh, anyways, about that poor gal with her car. Yes, sir. Once it's registered, which I already, you know, we already discussed that way back when, you're pretty much shafted. You know, you signed the contract. Well, you were under duress, uh, you know, as far as registration of a car. What you're saying is that when you register the car, you're begging for permission uh, from the government to operate the car under their rules, and then you, you know, you're agreeing to whatever their rules are. You're handing over their, your title to, or your uh, your certificate of origin to them, and they're making it their car, and they're allowing you to use it. And I think that, that you know, what you've said on, on those points is all well and good. Of course, you didn't actually come into a contractual agreement with those folks. Any contract that you signed with them is, in my opinion, and null and void because you weren't apprised of all the terms and 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 it was a you know you were under duress when you signed it well i wasn't under duress it says uh, at least in pennsylvania it says of your own free will you're doing it uh also uh, well it's, it's under your own free will if you want to drive around and uh, and have a life don i wish we had more time call us tomorrow night we can talk further about this we are out of time for the radio side of things here we're going to do an extended a internet-only edition, so if you're online at freetalklive.com, we'll listen there. Or get online there. Or get on there, and we'll uh, continue here in moments. And for those of you in the radio land, we'll see you tomorrow night online. In the meantime, freetalklive.com. Uh, Mark, if you want to tell our listeners a little bit about our guest, I'll make a phone call. It's uh, it's Alec Muller. He's, uh, his website is Alec Ease. And... You know, I've heard some really interesting ads, and I've talked to them about their website, but, you know, I'm not a technical savvy kind of guy, and I must say that I'm left a little little befuddled, and that's the purpose of this interview, is to sort of decide exactly what uh, Alec Ease is about, and have Alec talk about it and see what his vision is. I get the impression that this is a whole new business plan kind of thing that uh, he's come up with, and... It might be something revolutionary. You know, I, I hope it works out. There's plenty of business plans that uh, haven't worked out, but I sincerely hope that this one does. Do you? Uh, have I believe a- we have Alec Muller with us. Alec? Hi. How you guys doing? Hey, Good, sir. Welcome to uh, extended edition internet-only version of Free Talk Live. Are you there? Say hi, Alec. Yes, I am here. <laughs> ah, excellent. <laughs> excellent. So uh, you are, by the way, in New Hampshire. That's right. I live in Manchester. Are you a Free Stater? 
I am. I moved about five years ago. Oh, wow. So That's a long time. You're, you are an early, early mover. Well, congratulations on that. And uh, so tell us about Alakees. What is it? And how do people access it? And what's it all about? Well, uh, it's a website designed to help people learn on their own. Um, my basic philosophy is that as long as the schools are funded at gunpoint, we're not ever really going to be able to achieve freedom. So I want to have alternatives to the public schools, and this is my step at it. So is this um, is this basically a homeschooling website? Well, it's not uh, it's not directly uh, intended for homeschoolers only. It's basically anybody who wants to learn on their own. Okay. Uh, the idea is that uh, if you are trying to teach yourself something, you should be able to collaborate with other people all over the world who are trying to learn the same thing, mm-hmm. and you should be able to share resources uh, that are freely available online already. So it's and kind of like so creating what your. What it does is it basically helps you do that. So it creates your own, you can create your own classroom, essentially your virtual classroom for uh, learning a particular subject. Um, in some sense, yes. It's not really, it's kind of further away from the classroom than that. Like if you look at uh, people who are self-taught throughout history, uh, mm-hmm. like a lot of the founding fathers, they, uh, they found tutors on their own, they found books on their own. Mm-hmm. It's more that style of learning than it is the, the traditional classroom style. I see. So um, what, what's the... Uh, you know, when uh, have you you've had people using it? Well, I mean, what are, what are the, what's the feedback? How's it going? Uh, so far, people are really excited about the idea of it, but they're disappointed uh, by the amount of content uh, because really we've only been online for a couple of months now, mm-hmm. and we're still working out a lot of the uh, the issues with the user interface to make it easy and uh, simple to use. Mm-hmm. So, really, at this point, we're looking for feedback from people and. Uh, for people to add content. But we think for it to really take off, it needs to be really, really easy to use. Is it kind of like a Wikipedia then? Well, it's uh, it has elements uh, similar to a wiki. Okay. But, uh, basically, what we do, the, the general idea of the site is uh, take something like learning and break it down into uh, different parts. First, figure out what uh, you need to learn in order to reach your goal. Like, if you have a goal like setting up a... Uh, a radio station, for instance, mm-hmm. you're going to have a whole bunch of different things that you need to learn Boy, and wait. understand well before you could do that. Most of so it's government says, I want to start a radio station. What do I need to learn? They have no idea where to start, and uh, this website provides a way to help them uh, share that with others. So you can, it's called the Skills Search Engine. The website is alekees, A-L-E-K-E-S-E dot com. That's A-L-E-K-E-S-E dot com. So is the idea that you're you're searching for the things you want to learn in order to hook up with people that already know those things? Yes, people that already know those things or people who are in the process of learning them themselves. Like, you know how uh, BitTorrents work uh, by sharing information with each other, uh, with peer-to-peer uh, clients, mm-hmm. and they, one person has one part of the file and another person has another part of the file, and you share with each other and you can get the whole file that way. Well, in some sense, it's kind of like that, except for people's heads. If I've got one Neat. part of the puzzle and somebody else has another part of the puzzle, then you can share and you're both better off. So Alakees is sort of the middleman um, getting people together that, are, that have the information that the other party might be looking for. Exactly. And sometimes it's going to be uh, as simple as saying, hey, there's a really neat tutorial that somebody built elsewhere on the web. And other times it's going to be, uh, well, the best way to learn this is by talking to somebody who knows it and uh, hooking them up with a paid tutor. Right. So th- so if you are skilled and you are willing to share your skills for a fee, you could potentially actually make meet some clients through this website. Exactly. That's the that's the goal. 
cool. there's, there's two different ways to make money. Uh, you can either do it by being a tutor or uh, by adding content to the site and sharing advertising revenue. So that's something that hasn't really gotten off the ground yet because we're just starting. But the idea is that about 75% of our net advertising revenue will go to uh, the people who actually provide the content that people use. So that's one of the reasons why you're uh, you're getting uh, the word out is to let people know about com, get them signed up over there to contribute to the website so you can build that content factor. Exactly, yes. Yeah. So if so, there's more content out there, it'll be more useful to people. So people that know stuff should go to com. <laughs> yes. And so, the particular the focus is employment skills because uh, it's nice to learn things that you can use to earn more money. So if you are so if you've got skills and you go to com, the incentive is that you could potentially make money from people hiring you to tutor them. Yeah. On one side of things. Exactly. But you have to uh, sort of show yourself to be an expert by writing down uh, you know some stuff so that people would be enticed to want to hire you as their tutor. Yes, as it's set up right now that's the the best way to convince people that you know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But another uh system that we're working on uh, is a kind of knowledge verification system so that if I know that you know something, then I can vouch for you. And if somebody else knows that you know something, they can vouch for you. So mm-hmm. you can uh, uh, kind of build a web of trust that way. So that's, cool. that's uh, further on down the line, hopefully uh, after Porkfest. It sounds like you've got some good plans uh, for the site, and I think it's an interesting idea. And I, I know that you've been saying we. Uh, who are you partnered up here, here with? Uh, other fr- other free oh, staters? Yeah. Yeah, um, uh, one of my roommates, Daniel Royer, is also a free skater, and he uh, has basically all of the programming talent uh, on our team. So he he basically has written the site, and I've been uh, basically doing more uh, deciding where it goes with his input, cool. of course. I saw, I also see uh, Mike Ruff's name uh, here on the, uh, the the site, and he's a he's a guy who does um, sort of arbitrating uh, amongst the free staters. I guess yeah, I've heard a, about that. He's offering his uh, arbitrator. Right. Yeah, he's offering his uh, you know arbitration skills at a re- relatively low price, at a quite a low price, in order to just sort of get the the concept out there. And I think that's going pretty well. So this isn't just about uh, tutoring. It's also I mean I'm just looking at the, the front page of the website here, finding jobs within the community. Uh, the community is the Alakees community. This isn't necessarily just something targeted at liberty-minded people. It's something you're just hoping to hoping to to open up to anybody. Yes, that's right. I mean, obviously, I'd love to create uh, lots of work opportunities uh, for people within the liberty community, but uh, everybody gains when lots of people add content. Fantastic. I think people without outside the liberty community are adding uh, tutorials on how to make more money and they're useful to people, then that helps us all. Great. So people can go to alekees.com, A-L-E-K-E-S-E.com. What are some other things you want to share about your website with our listeners? Uh, well, the, the biggest thing that I'm interested is in is hearing what your listeners think about it in terms of uh, feedback. Like if they've checked it out, we notice our, our traffic has bumped up a lot in the last week uh, since advertising with you. So it's been Great. Uh, a fantastic uh decision to, to advertise with these guys. We can get people to go to a really website, I can tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's our responsibility, is to get people through your front door, and then what you do with them after that is uh, is up to you. And that's what you're saying, is come through our front door and take a look at our website, get registered. It's completely free to register for Alley Keys, and then look around and let us know what sucks, what doesn't suck, what you want to change, what you think's great, you know, all that stuff. Get some feedback so you can make the website even better, right? 
Exactly, yeah. yeah. I think I was, we I, uh, are just starting to do some video tutorials also that Daniel's put up in the last couple of days. So if people went uh, earlier in this week, then they should come back and check out the videos. I think our listeners in particular are perfect uh, for this kind of thing because they will definitely they are opinionated. You, well, and and uh, <laughs> skilled from a uh, computer standpoint, sure. they they can give you some you know ideas and that kind of thing. So I think we've we've probably got the best listeners for that uh, particular t- uh, task. Yeah, yeah, I don't doubt it at all. All right, fantastic. Thanks very much. Well, Al- uh, Alec, anything else you wanted to share? Uh, n- nothing I can think of. I wish I'd uh, uh, come up with more uh, questions to ask you guys or to. To comment. Well, it, it seems like it's uh, I, I, now I have an idea of what the website is. You you managed to explain it succinctly for me that I've got it now, and I just didn't have it before. <laughs> and uh, so, John, well, I, I guess there's one last thing if you if you wouldn't mind my interjecting. By all means, uh, interject away. Uh, that the uh, part of the philosophy behind the site is competition on as many levels as possible. Mm-hmm. So we're basically breaking the learning process down into separate steps, and then having uh, people compete for uh, which skills you should learn and people compete for where you should go uh, to learn different skills. So it's it's a very uh, evolution-based system. So I'm, not, I'm probably not explaining it all that well, but Daniel does an awesome job with the tutorials, so definitely check those out. Yeah, I, I'm intrigued, I must say. I, and yeah, I, mean, I can it, only imagine what the, uh, what the explanation was for Wikipedia when it started up. Oh, we're going to have an online encyclopedia where anybody can go in and they can add whatever they want. It sounds like a terrible idea, but then yeah. poof, it worked. And so I've, <laughs> I, I really hope that, that this uh, works out. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I'm not certainly not the uh, a business uh, expert in telling you whether things are going to work or not, but it sounds interesting, it sounds edgy, and I think that our listeners are the best ones to uh, give you critiques on it. Seems like it's off to a good start, Alec. Thank you so much for, for coming on the show tonight, and good luck with alekeys.com. Well, thank you, Unimar. Take yep. care. Thank Anything you, new happens, let us know. Yeah, definitely. Good night. All right, so we're doing an extended edition of the show here. The phone number that you can use to access us tonight is 603-435-1105. And I apologize, the last time we did one of these extended editions, Mark, uh, the, the Internet-only shows, I kept giving the phone number out, and I didn't realize that I had unplugged one of the lines from my Telos phone hybrid, uh-huh. which is a six-line hybrid, and we've got a... You were giving uh, out the one line that you'd unplugged? I was giving out the... Well, th- three of the lines, uh, there's a rollover feature, or four four of my six lines, there's this rollover feature where if you dial the number, it'll if, it, if that first line is busy, it'll roll to the next line. Does that make sense? Are you listening? Uh, it was actually uh, no. re- responding to an email. Okay. Quick. So uh, four of my six lines are being hosted at a PBX here in the studio. And so I had, at one point, all four of those lines hooked up to the phone box, and so we could see whenever somebody called. But it's only one phone number that rings through on all four of those lines, which is 603-435-1105. So what had happened was I had unplugged one of those lines and plugged in the landline so we could get calls from Sam from jail, Mm -hmm. who, by the way, is still in jail, and you get the latest at freekeen.com. But I'd unplugged accidentally the first of the four lines. So whenever somebody was trying to call in during the last Internet-only show, it was ringing for them. It's just we weren't seeing it ringing on our board, and since we can't hear the phones ring... It made us seem like a bunch of jerks who weren't answering yeah, the phone. Yeah, it seemed like we weren't answering the phones, and I thought no one was calling, when in point of fact, a few people were calling. So Tonight, if you dial 603-435-1105, you should actually get through, and those of you who are Free Talk Live amplifiers can also dial the regular amp lines and get through as well. So you have uh, now you have a regular telephone line for regular callers, not ampers, right? That is not a regular phone line. 603-435-1105 is a voice over IP phone line. Okay. 
But yes, that's available to anyone who wants to call in. Gotcha. So, and we are going to do the uh, the ten reasons, which some of the I'm actually kind of glad we ended up not doing this on the on the air because I would have wanted to skip through some of them because they're just so dry. Yeah, they are so dull, boring, and and likely won't work. <laughs> right. The, but the, the, these are the ten steps, uh, ten step plan to basically destroy the Free State Project. Yeah. Right? This to, is this to is frustrate the, and destroy the. This is a, a ten step plan to defeat the agenda of the free staters they don't want to defeat the uh, free state project this is the agenda of the free state right and they believe that uh, that essentially that the free state project is being funded by shadowy uh, corporations they don't believe that they know better they're lying Okay. Oh, really? They know better. They absolutely know better. You're talking about the Koch Foundation. These are not-for-profits here. These are not corporations. They are corporations. Well, yes, but when, when someone says corporations are funding, people imagine Dow Chemical mm-hmm. or Walmart or some big for-profit organization. Well, Coke is a big for-profit... Uh, Coke is, but not the Koch Foundation. Right. That's K-O-C-H, by the way. Yep. Uh, so, I mean, it's just, it's just not true. And but it is true. They are corporations. I understand. It's I'm just true saying. from that point of view. Okay. But everything's a corporation, right? That's true. I mean, so, so, I mean, these people got their checks from a business that they worked for. I mean, Jason Soren's got a check for somebody that they were working for. Everybody is founded by big, dark, shadowy corporations. Yeah. Each and every one of you is a member of the conspiracy. I mean, it's dumb. Yeah. It's stupid. It is, it is like saying we breathe air. Okay? Okay. We all breathe air. How it's, far were we, by the way, from the first reason? I mean, we were just kind of reading the introductory uh, introductory paragraphs. We're at, at the first reason. Okay, very good. So what are the, the ten, not reasons, ten steps, steps, ten step plan to destroy the free staters? Uh, the free state agenda. Free state the agenda. agenda of the free staters. Right. Yes. Which is, free by the way, uh, well, the the agenda of the free state project is to move liberty-loving people to New Hampshire. The agenda of the free staters is not any sort of collective thing. Right. There it's, is no real, there is no agenda of the free staters as set out in any way, right. shape, or form. Some free staters disagree with other free staters as to how to achieve their ends, right. which are similar, but not necessarily the So these the people same. smear, they lie, they obs- obfuscate. Yeah. Obfuscate. Obfuscate. Was that the one you had trouble with over the weekend? Yeah, I think I did. Step one. Free staters are relying on voter apathy and low voter turnout in our town. We commit to personally calling 10 of our neighbors <laughs> and getting their commitment to vote in each election. Now, the way this is phrased, I have a problem with this one in the grammar of it, okay? Is it at every election I commit to calling 10, 10. of my um, neighbors and getting their commitment to mm-hmm. vote in each election? Is that at each election? Or do I just call my friends and neighbors one time and get their commitment to vote in each election? I'm sure they would prefer the former that you call every I'm time. sure they would, but they phrased it as, as the latter. Yeah. Okay, so they've got they grammatically... They just want people to pick up the damn phone, Mark. They just uh, want people to take understood. action. Understood. And look, I don't have... Re- I really don't have any problem with people going and voting in these elections because the town that they, that I live in, the town that these people are talking about, the, the they will be roundly defeated every single time when the pe- the townspeople go and vote. You think? Absolutely. The town that... I, well, absolutely. Okay. You live in the, 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 the commie paradise, yeah. the, the blue dot in the middle of a red county, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I'm not saying that the red or blue is any big advantage, but on a local level, Republicans aren't stopping abortions. They're not... On a local level, Republicans aren't preventing gay people from getting married. On a local level, the Republicans aren't invading the next county over. So the, the things that I find most reprehensible about the Republicans, they don't tend to do on the most local of levels. The Democrats, however, they like to get in your business all in all, you know, all three levels of government. Okay. 
All right. So number one, um, if assuming you make ten, te- you know, telephone calls to your neighbors, the next time you make the phone, phone you know, next time you won't make the phone calls. I mean, you know, this this is a pointless exercise. Well, you know what this is, Mark. It, it to me, this is more of an example of how frustrated these people are. They're frustrated. I mean, they're frustrated by the apathy of folks. That's why they're saying, "Well, my God, these free staters are coming in, and they're going to take advantage of the fact that people don't participate in our system. We better get active and and get people active in the system." And uh, it's it's a it, it it exhibits a frustration that I've seen among some of the statists here in New Hampshire that, mm-hmm. uh, that for instance, if you've listened to some of the Talkback archives, you can hear at freekeen.com. Talkback is this local talk show here in the Keen area that happens on Saturday mornings. You can listen to it on the Liberty Radio Network uh, when it streams live from nine to nine to noon. But when you'll hear the statists call in. There's uh, one guy that calls consistently and belittles uh, free staters as childlike uh, children, They're just having a, ten- having a temper tantrum. You're not having an, any effect. You're not doing anything. And then on the other hand, there are also people that are very upset by the, the fact that free staters are doing something. like, And it's just little somethings, like calling the talk show. There, there have been callers who've called to say that uh, well, we need the progressives to call in and uh, they, these free staters are the minority and they are a loud minority and we need the progressives to call in and, uh, and be represented because there are a lot of progressives. There was some old man who was calling right. in expressing how frustrated he is that free staters or liberty activists are, you know, in, one, in, in that one instance were a majority calling force or at least a significant calling force on TalkBack. I, by the way, will point out that the calling level has dropped dramatically on the TalkBack episodes recently, and I, and I find that a little sad. And I it would like to invite you to participate uh, at freekeen.com. The but details only are there. if you live in New Hampshire. Well, right? that's what or- they say. I think that if you're moving to Keene, I think it's legitimate to be participating in uh, in discussions about Keen. Just don't wear it on your sleeve that you aren't here yet. That's what I would suggest. Well, I, whenever I hear somebody calling from out of state, I'm just like, oh, what, what, what's the point in this? I, you know, you don't know anything about Keen. But isn't it fair to call and ask about Keen and ask questions about Keen? I think Keen ask, and talk- ask questions is fine. Right. But uh, you know, the, for one. No, I don't. Um, I think that it's pointless to call because you don't know anything about it. You don't know what our bureaucrats get over here and take a look. See, this is this is um, the one of the problems that the people on the the talk back have is that you've got people that are pissed at their local government, pissed at their state government, and they call and they're pissed at the people on the radio. And the fact is, the people on the radio uh, don't have anything to do with your stuff. And we do politics a bit differently here in New Hampshire. They're nice. They're not mean, and it, it what it results in is people who are frustrated, I, I, legitimately frustrated, the same way you and I were frustrated. I don't think that, I, for one, I don't think you accomplish anything by sh- making yourself shown on TalkBack, uh, because very few people listen to the show on a you know an, a little AM station. I think a lot of people listen to that show. Really, I don't it's think the that only they local call show. in. It's the only local show on in the mor- in the mornings on Saturday here in in Keene. Right, uh, you're talking listen. about a day part where people don't listen to the radio. I mean, you can't get you can't get national advertisers to buy on a on a weekend, man. There's a reason for that. I, I see what you're saying. Because they've got to listen to fishing shows, gardening shows, home improvement shows. I'm things telling that you, people don't there are a lot to. of people that listen to that listen to that show. Fine. Um, well, when you do call in, represent libertarians well, please. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there, Mark. I think that uh, I think that ideally you're only better off. You're better off calling not calling in than calling in pissed off. I agree with that. I agree with that. I think you should be nice. I think that uh, you should be persuasive, and I think that you should live in. Keen, I thought you were going to ask think... questions if you were, didn't live in town. 
I think that's something that you could do if you don't live in town. I mean, if you don't know about Keene, but if you've been listening for long enough, then you should know something about Keene. If you've been listening for a long time, then you do know what's going on here. So I think if you've got something to say, then I think your, your opinion is as valid if you don't live here yet, but are planning to live here, than as if you've just moved in for your first weekend. I mean, Mark, if you've just moved to Keene, how long should you wait before fa- calling Talkback? Hey, look, if, if you're in the town and you have a vote, see, here's the thing. It's, 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 a, it's a government show. Who cares if you don't have a vote? Who cares what you have to say if you don't have a vote? Anyway, uh, go, let's, go, go to you know go to the UPS store and get yourself a mailbox. Fine. I don't really care, Mark. I mean, look, people can call if they want to call or, or not. Right. So all I was explaining to you is that people are frustrated. Certain level of the status are frustrated by those calls coming in because they feel as though they're being outnumbered uh, in that there really aren't that many activists for their side. There really aren't no, that many. No. They just don't, you know, people are lackadaisical and they'll take the government that they've got. And it right. just doesn't, you know, just doesn't matter one way or the other. It's always a minority. I agree with the um, the Martins here when they cl- they claim that free staters are relying on voter apathy. Well, yes, everybody's relying on voter apathy because voters right. are apathetic. I mean, yes, I rely on the ground being there when I set my foot down, too. The, the fact is, the reality is that voters are apathetic. Okay, so they think they can solve that by making 10 yes. phone calls uh, before the election. Yeah. Not going to, I mean, you know, okay, go ahead. Please do. As a matter of fact, call, call them. Get, get them going. Free Staters frequently keep their agenda and their association with the Free State Project hidden. Town True. residents will henceforth sponsor a Meet the Candidates event where, for all local and state elections. Hold on, before we go on with that, I'd like to point out, the, you know, I don't think there's any good point in saying that you are a Free Stater if you aren't on a nationally syndicated radio show. No, I agree. I don't think you should wear it out on your sleeve. There doesn't, that doesn't make much sense. However, if someone asks, I don't think you should lie about it. I don't think you should cover it over. I think that you should you know, cop to it. I mean, there's nothing to be ashamed of about being a, a free stater. There's nothing to be ashamed of about moving for more liberty in order to get active for freedom. I don't think that you should come into town, slap a Free State Project bumper sticker on your, you know, the back of your car, and then you know, uh, wear a bunch of Free State Project T-shirts everywhere you go, and, and, and wear it on, you know, and put expect it, to be welcome. Put it out on Front Street. I don't. I think that's only because the, the, there's so much misinformation out there about right. the Free State Project. You're you're essentially painting yourself with a brush that you don't even know what it looks like. You're painting yourself yep. with at, at that point. I think that Dennis Goddard's suggestion is a good one, and that's what they're concerned about here. Is that you know Dennis Goddard and others have suggested that when you move to New Hampshire, that you get involved in the community, that you you know get go mm-hmm. to work and you meet people and and you get people to like you, and then eventually if they find out that you're a Free Stater, right. then they're still gonna then they're gonna say, well, I'd heard bad things about you, Free. Staters, but you're a pretty nice guy or lady, and I think you're great. And so, what? Well, those free staters are fine in my book. Yep. Uh, so I and think that's it, the right, it's, right it's way. It's very to go. helpful. The fr- if the first thing that somebody finds out about you, and, and they will if you've got a bumper sticker or a T-shirt on, is that you're a Free State Project member, they're less likely to like you than if the first thing they find about out about you is that you've joined the volunteer fire department or you're, yeah. you know, you're helping in the soup kitchen or whatever it is you're doing in the community. But you're right. We don't have that luxury because we're on the radio, and so yep. everything we have to do is on yep. Front Street. We're in the Free State Project. We might as well get a little porcupine tattooed on our foreheads. The event will. Um, this is the. Uh, this is the beat the candidates. The event will be taped and recorded and transcribed. Now remember, we are the ones who are always using uh, tape recorders and stuff. You know, mm-hmm. uh, video uh, recording equipment. It's kind of interesting that they want to transcribe. They think it's intimidating to yeah. uh, the free uh, to the free staters. No, I, I, I don't think that there have has been a free stater candidate that hasn't been outed and hasn't admitted to what their belief system is. So if they think that they're gonna 
corner a uh, free stater into giving it up on uh, at this town uh, Well, that's not really event. the point. The point is to uh, a sport, uh, henceforth sponsor a Meet the Candidates event. The town's residents will henceforth sponsor a Meet the Candidates so event. So the government it will, will be pay. tape recorded transcribed and uh, let's see, tape recorded and transcribed. I don't know why they wouldn't use video and the inter- interwebs for people to look at, but whatever. These are status, Mark. They haven't graduated to that point yet. Right. So, And we'll ask each candidate's answers on where they stand on public education, right, planning, zoning laws, awesome. tax-supported social welfare I programs will be released to the press rep- prior to the election. I think it's great. Except uh, that the, well, the fact is, they're doing things like this already. Why does the town government have to sponsor it? Oh, they're it? demanding the, the, the ta- taxpayers town pay for it? Residents will henceforth. Ah, yes, I see. I mean, uh, these people, if they wanted to, could hold their own meet the pre- meet the candidates sure at the could. town hall. All they'd have to do is, is call it, ask. Yeah, they just have to announce it, right? Basically, right. We all they had to do this. is call and ask the you know the clerk or whatever. Hey, would like to reserve the town hall for and then they could the say, evening of such and such. So and so didn't show up. What's all that about? Right. If, they, if you know if they don't show up, absolutely. So, uh, but I think generally, I mean, absent the taxpayer funding, I think it's a fine idea. Great, create a new event for our candidates to come showcase themselves. Please, at. yeah, <laughs> right, please. write up articles about our candidates and how they want to abolish the state. Right, right, absolutely. Please. And please let me debate a statist on a stage. Yeah, let me debate you on whether or right. not we should get rid of a particular government program. These are the same people that would not return my phone call or my email. They can't handle it. When I said. I'll have both of you on. Normally, Mark, we only allow one person on the phones on yep. this show as far as a guest is concerned. Well, Russ said, is, a hand, is a sock puppet for Pam. I'm sorry. I said I'll allow you both on, and I'll even, if you want, I'll even ban Mark from that show. I'll even tell, I'll even tell Mark he can't come on the air with you because, because you live in the same town and they know who you are, and obviously there's hard feelings between uh, the two of you guys. And, right, I told and them so, to mind their own business when they wanted to uh, you know, basically release the town on some guy on, under some made-up zoning law. They, just, they, they didn't even know what they were talking about. I've read all 33 pages of ordinances gosh. for my town. 33 pages. This is regular, you know, regular font and stuff. Mm-hmm. They just made stuff up, and they wanted to go after this guy. Yeah, so they didn't return They didn't want to su- sue him yourself, lady. They're not interested in a debate. They're not no. interested in, in communication. They want, to, they want to create more government. Um, number three, free staters frequently place themselves in nomination for local positions where they can run unopposed. It now behooves every town resident who has the time to run and fulfill the duties for local office to do so. <laughs> Okay, great. I mean, this is the same. Th- this is Whatever. the same thing as the voting thing, um, in the town that I live in, where you have largely Republican right. people who, at up to this point, up to the year two thousand and eight, nine. What is it? Two thousand and nine. The biggest thing we've got in town is some zoning laws. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing. So I mean, you know, they 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 don't have much. There's no. You can't wear your butt. You know, pants around your butt. We don't have a cop in my town, so I don't think it's any big deal that these this people. Is- Basically a civic action piece, like, yep. you know, hey, everybody, get active, get out there and, and work for the state. But this is the best plan that they have. Yeah, this is all, this is their ten steps. Right. This ten. Is, this they is, worked hard on this. This is what the opposition has. These two people are big government people from New York City. They're trying to rile everybody up. And they've and got, this is the best that they can come up with. It's sad. It really is. Because sad. there isn't, there, there's just not an apparatus here for them to, go, to use to go after us. I mean, they'd love to say, well, no more property will be sold to free staters. And we'll go into the zoning <laughs> thing here shortly. Going on, number four. Free state. By the way, uh, 603-435-1105, your comments. 
Free State discussion forums and chat rooms indicate that non-residents have shown up for town meetings. Because voice vote occurs on many warrant articles, we now need to credential voters before they gain access to the room where voting occurs. Hmm. Non-residents with legitimate basis for being president, e.g. the press or um, town attorney, will sit in a specially designated <laughs> section apart from the voters. And I'm, I think that, that segregated already happens. But... The suggestion that they have had, you know, non-residents show up for town meetings. Okay, hold on. I don't quite understand. First off, to you know, for me to show up at some other town's town meeting, most of them are on the same day. I'd have to miss my town meeting. Okay, and so therefore, I would be missing mine for somebody else's town. Now, yeah. what kind of incentive is there for that? Doesn't make sense. Not much. Now, I suppose that there could be some coming in from other states, flying in for town meetings, if mm. this makes any kind of cockamamie sense the at all. The corporate money, the evil corporate right, the, money. Right, the evil corporate money where they're just funding all these plane tickets from all, right. all over, but we can't get ads on radio shows, right? Right, because Coke paid for our gas when we moved up here, right? Yep. Um, oh, wait, it, no. It's, it's absolutely, absolute ridiculous nonsense. Yeah. But... Remember, these are Democrats. These people are Democrats. That I know for sure, they're Democrats. They have they vote blue. They've got they put Democratic signs in their lawn. They're active, you know, progressive type people. Big government, uh, authoritarian Democrats. Not to say there aren't authoritarian Republicans. Oh yeah, there are. These folks want to credentialize voters. Now, in the past, it's always been. The Republicans that say, hey, we want to make sure that people live here. And the Democrats are like, you can't do that. Mm. You can't do that. These people have the right to vote. But here, in this case, the Democrats want to do it. Why? Because now they're afraid that the, up. Yeah, the things are changing. Right. Now, you know, to, Lock it to, down. I'm sure to these people, and, and honestly, in my town, this is how it is. It's a Republican versus Democrat thing um, because the free staters are essentially going to be you know, going to qualify as Republicans in my town. Um, you know, there's other towns where they would qualify better as Democrats. Under a number step number five, under RSA 654 colon one, a person, in, and, and this is number four through eight are essentially the same step, Ian. I mean, it's the same thing over and over yeah. again. Um, a person entitled to vote in New Hampshire must meet the following test. An inhabitant's domicile for voting purposes is that one which the person, the place where the person, more than any other place, has established a physical presence and manifests an intent to maintain a single God. continuous presence for domestic, social, and civil purposes relevant to participating in democratic <laughs> self-government. Emphasis added. The, this requirement is not being met in some of the instances by free staters and their supporters who are nonetheless voting. This requires the establishment of a nonpartisan community task force to review the voter checklist and report any illegitimacies that have taken place. Look, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, about free staters voting where they're not supposed to be voting. I have never heard anything like that. I suppose it's possible. I think it would be far, far more likely that Democrats have come in from Massachusetts and voted in our elections, um, which I'm sure that you didn't have any problem with, uh, Mr. Uh, Martin. Oh yeah, they heard, I mean, there were supposedly busloads of people coming in from Massachusetts. Absolutely, here. because because basically our primary is the most important primary in the United States. Right. So of course 
the Democrats want to get their people in to vote and all that other stuff. And it was a, a bit more contentious Democratic run than yeah. it was for the Republicans. And in right. this state, I don't care what this little thing says. I was just talking to the tax collector today, and uh, it was it was funny. We were something about voting, your right to vote or something like that was on the wall. And I said, Ah, your right to vote in New Hampshire is <laughs> all you got to do is walk in and say, I demand to vote. <laughs> and if the little old ladies there say something, you start screaming louder. Are you trying to violate my right to vote? <laughs> because this lady knew, the, the, the tax collector, she knew. There's nothing you can do in New Hampshire. The, and, and, and then my joke after that was, and she's like, yeah, you know, it's just that easy. And I said, and then go to the next town and repeat. And she thought that was hilarious because you can do it here in New Hampshire if you wanted to do it. And the Democrats likely have been doing it. Certainly in the last uh, right. you know, primary, they they were doing it. I don't know where they're shipping the Republicans in from uh, which which surrounding state uh, of the blue states they're shipping the Republicans in to uh, vote in on these elections. But I'm I'm certain it's happened in some places mm-hmm. um, by you know in, you know for some Democrats and it must have happened for Republicans at some point or another too. But I would suspect the Democrats more likely on this particular issue. So they're saying crack down, make the system more difficult. Uh, Check on the voter checklist. But they can't do anything about it. If I walk in, if I were to walk into the next town, say Peterborough, is that uh, I walk into Peterborough and say, I moved into Peterborough today. I don't have any proof, but I demand (laughs) a vote. They They would look at me. They would try to dissuade me, perhaps. But I'd say, "Are you trying to violate my right to vote?" Where's my affidavit? Give me that affidavit. And they would, they would, they would let me vote. And then I'd go to the next town over, Hillsborough or Wyndham or whatever. Though Mark, they could. But what that would require would be an act of the legislature, the New Hampshire legislature, to change this system. In fact, all of the, a lot of the, not all of them, but a lot of these things. Obviously, getting people less apathetic—that's a tough job, right? Right. Uh, because most of these apathetic people we are probably not going to We wouldn't be here if we could get care. people to be less apathetic. Right. Getting people to be less apathetic are—it's pr- probably going to be very difficult, even though you've got the specter of the evil free staters moving in. I mean, that may motivate a handful of people. I don't expect that it to motivate chance. a whole lot. Plus, then you've got to make all these legislative changes at the state level, and some of these other ones are going to be local level uh, changes. All of this stuff is going to require them to roll the wheels of the political system forward, which is a slow, grinding, awful process. And even if they have the political support for it, it's still going to take a little while to make that happen. So by the time, even if they do get some of these fan- these political fantasies here through, and you can tell that they're really enjoying writing these ideas about how to control people, uh, you know, once they, if they do get some of these through, it's going to be a few years down the line, and by that time, we're going to have more activists here, and it's going to be, like, it's progressively going to get more difficult for them to implement even one of these uh, plans that involves political change. Especially through the legislature. Yeah. Step six, to send a bold message to those who might be tempted to engage in voter fraud in the future, long-term community residents, which these people are not, will be needed (laughs) as poll watchers for each and every election. But now, what does that mean? I went to my I went to vote in my first election in the town I live in, and what would they have done to me? Were they going to stone me out front because I? Well, this guy's new. Throw rocks at him. I mean, what are they going to do? I, don't I mean, know. they had a cop at the door. He was just there for decoration. Yeah, I, I, this is very strange to me. This is all they've got, though. You're right. I mean, this, this is, is their it. best. It's pathetic. Yeah, I'm sorry. Number step step seven. Since the planning and zoning boards are the early targets of the free staters, I, I, I didn't know that. Um, residents need to keep a watchful eye on our land use commissions. We ask every resident to attend at least one of the following meetings per month. Conservation <laughs> Commission, 
which I don't think the Conservation Commission has any lawmaking ability, any 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 kind of rulemaking ability mm. at all. Planning Commission, which once again you're still talking about people who are just they have no rulemaking ability. They're just enacting the rules the way they are. Mm-hmm. Um, zoning board. Well, some of these some of these committees can approve and and disapprove There's of things certain, that can send certain on certain level to a city of arbitrary council. power to them. Sure, they could have decided to uh, take my hand drawn uh, map of my house rather than the five thousand dollar piece of paper they demanded from me. Mm. As a matter of fact, I had a couple of votes for that I, on a five vote on a five person committee. I was one vote off of mm. getting it passed. Through. Damn it. Um, so that's where that free stater could have come in there and made things more free. We can't have that. Right. So, um, and selectmen's meetings. This, these are basically, you know, selectmen's meetings are just sort of these you know, rubber stamp kind of, oh, okay, who hasn't paid their taxes? What are we going to do about it? I mean, there's not really any rule. All the rulemaking is done at town meeting. Mm-hmm. So I guess, I mean, it's a good idea. I go to the selectmen's meetings that are scheduled during the day, but, yeah. you know, that's it. Step eight. The selectman must provide the residents of the town with a set of minutes that comply with RSA 91A, the right to know law. For example, future minutes must be henceforth specifically state the exemption under which the selectmen are calling for a non-public session. I am totally for this. The, the, the selectmen go in these yeah, non-public sessions all the time. That's garbage. And, right. And uh, half of this stuff I'm for that yeah. they're talking about. <laughs> I mean, please, please go get your little uh, your, your town residents to, to watch the – I don't want anybody coming and voting in any of these things that doesn't belong there. Yeah. I, I, please, here, I'll tell you what, Russ and Pam Martins, I'll check driver's licenses um, with you. Uh, we'll we'll check them right at the door. And anybody who's not from Westmoreland, doesn't belong there, we'll just – we'll make a fuss. A big old nasty fuss. <laughs> we can cut their tires. I don't care. Whatever. I mean, nonsense. Uh, every pretty much everything they propose, I'm for. Sorry. I mean, except for growing the laws. I mean, yeah. you know, any anything where they're talking about uh, putting in new whatever. But yeah, but, but all of the things they're proposing are you're for it for people that are in in your camp, right? Like they want their camp to come and do these things, right? And we want our people in our camp to come and do similar well, things. It is, and, in, the, in any town in Cheshire County, and in most cities, um, honestly, there's there's very few blue cities in New Hampshire. Period. I mean, of course, New Hampshire voted blue in this election, but hey, Bush sucked. You know? yeah. <laughs> and of course, a lot of states went blue. I mean, it's a purple state. So, uh, you know, there. Uh, if you, mostly what you're going to find, if you get more people active, you check on re- people making making sure that people aren't voting where they're not supposed to be voting, all you're going to get is more Republicans voting. Do you really want that, Mr. Democrat, Russ Martin? Really? Come on, let's do it. Number right. nine? No, um, I haven't Ten? actually made it through uh, eight here. Okay. I mean, it's just boring stuff about uh, it really is. Yeah, getting people uh, to do this. It's their vision of tyranny. Blah, 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 well, this, this in particular is the selectmen must provide the residents with a set of minutes that comply with RSA 91A, the right to know law, and then, you know, what they want to see. Um, it, you know, they don't feel their minutes are thorough enough. Well, isn't the suggestion there that the free staters are going to get on these boards and then go into secret sessions or something like that? That's what they're I suppose to I hadn't that. really considered that. Um, there are no free staters on the, you know, in the town that I've, uh, yeah. you know, that I live in. The, they're just paranoid about what might happen. Right. Basically. And the selectmen don't have any, that much power. They're really pretty powerless. They're just selectmen. They're not mayor or city council people or anything like that. Yeah. They have no real rule making ability. Yes, they could you know, decide who to focus whatever rules on and make some trouble for people, but they don't make law. They okay. don't even set budget. 
They make they get recommendations, and then at town meeting, the most democratic thing in the world, people vote on or uh, you know for or against these things. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next so, up. How does this relate to the Free Staters? Free Staters attempt to sue and potentially intimidate an elected official of Westmoreland. We, the voters and taxpayers, is that elect- you, Mark? Which, are they referring to you attempting to sue? What, Good, very well. Town. Of course, they're they're currently suing the town. <laughs> Standard tactics. Used and they're going to go through with it, right? You pulled out. Yeah. Standard tax, tactics used by Free Staters to silence their opposition. This is nine. Their opponents, excuse me, are the following: calling talk radio shows, to call their opponents, talk radio shows. <laughs> To call their opponents any one of the following names, commies, lunatics, cowards, socialists, character assassins, perpetrators of smear campaigns. Okay, which one of these aren't you, Russ Martin? (laughs) (laughs) Just just tell me why you're not a commie, a lunatic, a coward, a socialist, a character assassin, or a perpetrator. He's definitely a coward. He won't come on our show. Right. Not a socialist? Okay. I mean, I, I mean, Mark, you could would you be turn down socialist or a commie? Would you turn if if some socialist talk radio show called you tomorrow and said we want to have you on? Would you turn it down? If they were too small, I might. Oh, I see. You know, I wouldn't. You know, yeah. belittle myself by going on some you know local thousand watt AM show. You know, maybe. Okay, but, but yeah, I, I okay, but not. you're coming from a position of uh, being Power. on the radio. Yeah. Uh, but if you were, but for the purpose of the show, oh, I could, I could dance with the best of them. Yeah. You know, please, I might make a, I may make some stipulations or something like that. You know, like, oh no, if you're gonna have two people there, then I need to have my partner. You know, yeah. something like that. But I was making stipulations that should have been favorable to them, and they didn't want to yeah, come. They on. don't want to do that. And don't tell me it's you didn't okay. get my message because I left it on your voicemail and uh, sent you the email. So there's no way they didn't get it. Russ continues, in other words, in their mind, it's okay for extremists to masquerade as mainstream residents while attempting to take over government. But if you expose them, you're a lunatic. So am I a lunatic for exposing you and your wife, Russ? (laughs) Because, well, that's what you want to do. I mean, he's upset that he's not on the planning commission anymore. Mm, I wonder why. He's he's upset that he wasn't voted in as president of the Lions Club. I wonder why. Hmm. They were, they were they, I think they were asked to leave the Lions Club. Wow. This shows that they, I mean, they got nothing. That's amazing. Yeah. So they go on Pack with, up, with go Grafton home. here and, um, you know, the Freetown Project, which uh, is, you know, to some extent an example of how you don't, uh, you know, do your Freetown Project. In Grafton, this website was established to intimidate local residents. <laughs> Anyone who is subjected to... A website of intimidation. Yeah. I mean, just the whole idea that a website could be set up for the purposes of intimidating somebody. You have to go to the site in order to experience yeah. it. You have to say, give me this website from the Internet before the Internet gives it to you. Uh, so to say that that's intimidating in any way... And by the way, the Freetown Project is an awful, awful uh, website... It's not. Uh, it doesn't even exist. The Freetown Project does not exist in a, in the website's form. It was created by some guy who was the only guy that was ever kicked out of the Free State Project, and he doesn't even live anywhere near New Hampshire. Uh, but yet the these Martins people are pointing to the Freetown Project right, because as they the, can't find anything that really has happened so they need to point at ghosts and phantasms and things like that now you can point to grafton where the freetown project has had a great deal of success but it's not that freetown project that's what i'm trying to tell you the website freetown project is is not not the freetown project of this uh, you know it's this it's the same you know the guy was sort of involved originally but then you know the fact is he just had no tact yeah I mean, that's really, I mean, he essentially said all the things that you or I would say, but he just had no tact. Right. And 
so he got kicked out. And I think that the Free State Project overreacted personally. I think that they that people took uh, opportunities to you know take some jokes about cannibalism or something like that, mm-hmm. um, and you know twist them and turn them uh, you know. And, and by the way, as a Free State Project member, don't talk about cannibalism for God's sake. It's just not doesn't work. Here's the answer: the only body that you can eat is your own. That's the libertarian answer for cannibalism. So anyway, um, anyone who is subjected to retaliation well, by the unless someone consents, you don't talk about that, numb nuts. <laughs> I'll talk about it if somebody no. wants to bring it up. No. There is no proper way for people to discuss cannibalism and the Free State Project. No, all I'm saying is, the, I mean, if somebody consents to being eaten, then they should be able to be eaten. No. No, they shouldn't. No, you can't consent to your own eating? No. Why not? It's I, your body, as a Free State it? Project member, take a formal stand against cannibalism. Isn't it your by, body? Uh, what's, what's isn't that? it your body? Shouldn't you be able to make those choices for yourself? Well, now you have to get together somebody who's willing to eat. You and it happened in Germany. Yeah, right. I, I understand, but it is in no way associated with the Free State Project. So are you saying and you all would... you do is create stupidity when you talk I agree about with it? You. I agree. I don't think it's creating stupidity, but I agree with you that it's not necessarily a Free State uh, thing. Oh yeah, uh, it is. It's in the newspaper now. Yeah. Why? Because somebody like you said some dumb stuff, just like you did just now. That's not dumb. It's it's you own yourself. You should be able to do whatever you want with yourself. Yeah, but that's not where it goes. You get you get uh, soundbited into the word cannibals, and then that's yeah. it. But people think that the Free State Project members are cannibals, and uh, it has, let them think what they want. It has nothing to do with that. Let them think whatever they want. Anyway, Russ goes on. Anyone who's subjected to retaliation by the Free Staters should promptly document the details in writing and send the report via email to this email address along with your name and address. Give the email out. I will at uh, the end here. Okay. Um, I, I I don't even know if it's actually attached. You would, you might have to find it because I don't know for okay. sure. Um, anyway, the, the uh, this email address, I, along with the individuals in other towns, will be making filings as necessary at the New Hampshire State Attorney's General's office. So what are they going to do with it? what? <laughs> They're going to tell the attorneys generals that what has happened. They called me a name on the Internet. <laughs> they said that I was a lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> Poor babies. Yeah, dumb. All right, not as dumb as you talking about cannibalism just you now. You brought but, it up, but but no, I didn't. You did bring it up. All right, whatever. Step ten: Free staters in Grafton, New Hampshire, have been buying up property under the names of limited liability companies, and then they let you know what an LLC is, just just in case you wondered, making it impossible to determine the true beneficial owner. We propose a public hearing on the question of a new ordinance to immediately require all property buyers in our town to disclose the true owner of the property if different from the name on the business entity buying the property. Okay. I bought my property under the name of a limited liability company, and yes. I assume that's what they're talking about. I also assume that uh, there, you know, that, that this gentleman in Grafton, um, you know, former big sponsor of this, uh, who's uh, this show, who's buying some things under the name of a limited liability company. At least that's what they say. That's what I hear. I don't, oh, I don't know what he's doing is what his business is, and I'm not paying attention to it. Um, but what difference does it make if limited liability companies or regular individuals buy property? I really don't know. I guess they just want to know how many are, how many houses are owned by free staters. Like they want to know that. But wouldn't they know it if the limited liability company? Um, like the fact is, people in the town know 
who owns my property. I yeah. make it pretty darn clear. So if another, if, if I buy another piece of property under the same name, you think this is going to obscure that in any way? No. This it's is ridiculous. the best they can do. I mean, right. They've got it. nothing. And this is, and are you telling me that there's some way that the town could require people to not buy property under the name of LLCs or to give some what? That, that would require some kind of, uh, it's not a home rule state, uh, so they can't make up. There's a very specific range in which the towns and the cities can can legislate and very do little. things. It's very very specific. So that would have to be a legislative change, I right. think. Right. Once again, they're talking about doing things on a on a on a state level, which you know they're sending this thing around pointless, pointless. This all this the rest of this stuff is that they talk about here is to get people stirred up so that they'll go out and vote. But that's what's pointless is that they are actually if they do manage to stir people up. They're only going to stir up. They're mostly going to stir up Republicans, and therefore they're going to defeat their own agenda. This they is all they got. Nothing. You know, this is it. They worked hard on this too. You can I tell know. they really poured time and effort into this. It was announced in advance, a few yep. weeks in advance. Yeah, there was a teaser, right? Uh, and and by the way, the, the, I think the email address is freestatenews at aol dot com. I think that may be the email address. I, it's hard for me to determine that for certain here. Well, didn't uh, that I? I don't know. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't say on here. I mean, didn't you email someplace? I did. I maybe it wasn't that email that I emailed. It may have been ram seven four one at aol dot com. But it's hard to tell because it, it all came through forwards, and it's hard to tell exactly uh, who it who's behind this. Anyway, we're not suggesting you harass these folks. Obviously, they're not going to return your emails. They're not returning mine, and I invited oh, they, them on our they show. They want some uh, harassment. These people just uh, you know they're they're dying for some harassment. They may sue you. Uh, as a result of that, apparently they're fairly litigious, these folks. But that's it. There you go. I mean, now you've heard it. You've heard us talking about the Free State Project uh, for a long time on this show, and uh, now you it's, can see it's what from the Free State News. Um, Free State News at AOL.com. But isn't it cute that little AOL address there? Yeah, it's kind of like guess. it's kind of like the internet. Play school for the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it cute. Is. So, uh, so yes, the Free State Project is in effect, and clearly the status are threatened. They're calling talk shows and talking about how they need more of their people to turn out on the talk shows. And in this case, they're emailing their buddies and saying, we need more people to turn out and advocate for the state. Because they don't actually have anything intellectual to say to what, we've, what our positions are. The, those who are the status... You know, the, the hecklers, for instance, over at the Freekeen blog at freekeen.com that just, you know, call names and don't make any real points. These are the same people. They don't have anything to say to our ideas. All they have is let's gang up and keep our system the way it is. Keep government growing. Let's gang up against these people because we have no intellectual arguments whatsoever. We have nothing to say to the points that they're making about liberty. So we'll just uh, belittle them and call them names, pretend like they're not doing anything while at the same time make all the preparations we possibly can to defend against them because we know they really are actually doing something and having uh, some success so we'll pretend like they're not doing anything on one hand on the other hand uh, we'll admit that they actually are a threat and we'll get everything together and do everything we possibly can to stop these uh, these people so i guess we'll just have to keep an eye on things mark we'll see what happens here in the upcoming municipal elections here in new hampshire see if uh, you know there's a, a incredible incredibly large turnout of status voting uh, this time around as opposed to last time or will the uh, municipal election turnouts be about the same as they always are or maybe it'll take them a few years maybe it'll be another three or four years before they get it done which in that case we'll have more movers here because there are already 700 free staters in state there are of course also new hampshire liberty lovers that have been activated by the influx of uh liberty activists that have come here so in 2010 when the state elections are happening we'll have even more people running 
And because more people will be qualified to run for state election at that point, we'll have more people here to support them. And I'm just talking about the political thing. I noticed they didn't say anything about the civil disobedience and how to deal with that. There, there's nothing they can do. For one, it's not happening in our town, um, which, right. I, which I know just must irk the crap out of them. But they make it seem like they're in touch with the pulse of the Free State Project. I mean, they talk about how they're reading our websites and mm-hmm. our forums, so they must know about the civil disobedience. Who could read uh, the incredible amount of information that a goes on at the, uh, at, at the forums? Busy and- Bodies could. Come on. They got You're talking about Free Keen? You're, you're talking about New Hampshire Underground? I don't have time. You and I don't have time because we're busy doing work during the day, but the busybodies, these folks don't have anything else to do but besides But try to imagine the, incredi- the, the, the incredible amount of, of just a lot. stuff to be read. I've, I've only mentioned two of them. There's, there's still more to go. Yeah. There's New Hampshire Free, isn't there? Um, there NH is. Free. Excuse me, NH Free. Then there's NHLA. Um, then. What's what's the other political one that uh, Jane Aiken has? Uh, the CNHT. The yeah, CNHT thing. There's just so much stuff to cover, and they're never gonna. They don't. They don't know anything. They got nothing. They got nothing. It's, it is really, really sad. And I know they want to... TikTok, folks. Yeah, right. And, and that's, it, it really is. Well, time isn't up, but it's inevitable. Yes. The Free State Project the members over. are here. Right. They're and we're not leaving. getting more and more active. Yeah, yeah, more you, and you, more moving all the time. Right. And posting uh, go-home smelly hippies on the freaking uh, comment section is not going to scare us away. No, it's going to be... It's going to really work, actually. Because what that does is, uh, for the, the free keeniacs of which I do not consider myself one of them um, because they're more civil disobedience crowd. But, uh, you know, that only stirs them up more. They, the more people want to come. They're like, oh, boy, there's yeah. civil disobedience to be done. We can dress up in a chicken outfit or whatever, and off they come. So, I mean, <laughs> harassing them Mono. on their message board is exactly part of the plan, people. Yeah. Throwing them in jail and um, letting them go on hunger strikes, they should be so lucky. you know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's not working. Not working. So we'll keep you in the loop here as we hear more from these busybodies. Uh, inevitably, this will not be the last communique that uh, is intercepted from them. Uh, it's they are apparently the the major opposition, and you can hear it here in their own words that if this is the best that they've got to offer as far as opposition is concerned then uh, this isn't going to be too terrible. I mean, if we can get a bunch of activists here to get active, we're, it'll e- be easy to outnumber these folks. And even from a political perspective, I think there's real hope here in New Hampshire. I really do. The first, uh, the first rule of Liberty Club is we don't talk about cannibalism. The second rule of Liberty Club Where is, is, this? is Where we don't this? talk about cannibal- cannibalism. How about dueling? Can we talk about That's the other thing they talk <laughs> dueling about. Dueling would be awesome. Well, okay, See, that's the, one of the things they talk about on the Freetown website. Right, but the average person... Can, I mean, the average male can get behind dueling. They really can. I, I mean, you've heard you've heard me talk on the air about it. The average guy believes that he should be able to go out on the street and get in a fight with a guy um, if that's what they if the two people wish to do. I that, slap just that. you with my glove. You, you sir, a despicable young man. You know that they they believe that they should be able to do that, and I absolutely think a man should be able to get in a fist fight with another man without both of them going to jail, or yeah. one going to the hospital, one going to jail. I, I think mean, if somebody two should guys, be able to eat another man without you know, it's as long as absolutely he's got his nonsense. <laughs> Why is that nonsense? If I want to be killed, if I want to commit suicide, and somebody else says, hey, Ian, I'm going to give you, five, your family, $5 million if you just let me eat you after you kill yourself. Um, Sweet. 
cash in, man. Not that it would ever happen, but it did happen in Germany. It wasn't $5 million. In fact, there was no money changed hands. It was just some nutty guy got together with some other nutty guy, and one guy wanted to die and, uh, at the hands of a cannibal, and it, it, they did it. And then they threw the guy in jail for it. And You don't think the guy should have gone to jail, right? I'm taking a formal stance against cannibalism. So you don't think that you own yourself, then? I'm taking a formal <laughs> stance against cannibalism. The only That's body good. that you can eat you. is your own. Okay. Well, you mean except for chickens and and uh, the only animals. human body human you body. can eat is your is your own. Okay, that's your position. Yes. It's not a libertarian one. Sure it is. No, it's not. You, are you saying consenting that you can't adults, eat your own body? I'm saying that consenting adults should be able to make agreements with one another. The only body that you can eat is your own, and the, that of a consenting adult. Ridiculous. <laughs> I'm taking a formal stance against cannibalism here. I think that you should go through some steps. I think you should make sure that uh, that you can prove that the victim is indeed consenting. This is your stance and not the stance of the Free State Project. No, is that correct? certainly. It's my stance. Because I, I would think that if we got Jason Sorens on here, he would take a formal stance against cannibalism. And I think he should recant his uh, statement about re- uh, about restricting immigration. I concur with that. Um, I, I think that... Uh, well, I, what what his goal was is, was to restrict voting, essentially, in general, because we have a democratic process here, and we would need some level of uh, constitutional change in order to prevent people from, well, enacting tyranny on other people through the voting process. Um, and before that could be done, he would say, you know, he said he would be open to the ideas of, you know, restrictions there. However, I'm of the opinion that you just need to have a fire under your butt and get it done. Um, you know, the people shouldn't be able to vote away my freedom. Maybe we should talk about cannibalism on a Saturday show. That would be fun, wouldn't it? <laughs> I'm taking a formal stance against cannibalism. That's all, all right. I'm going to say the whole time. It's going to be a boring show. Yeah. The only body true. that you can eat is your own. The only uh-huh. human body you can eat is your own. All right. Well, I guess nobody I won't wants argue to, with you nobody has it. called in tonight here to participate, or at least... Well, they wanted to hear the, the list, and, and yeah, then, that's true. you know... That's it. That's so, it. So, any comments, y'all, on this uh, this situation with these busybodies? Are, are, I mean, should we have even the, given them the attention, Mark? Should we have even well, I mean, done this? I, I, I don't know. It, for us, it's good air. I mean, our, our listeners care about the Free State Project and care about what's going it on. It does validate, I think, to some extent, that there is some fear amongst the status mm-hmm. that, uh, that, yeah, that's me testing the lines to make sure that. Okay. I don't want to say the only missing. call you can get is your own. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think it does validate that these status are frightened. They know that there is change coming. They know that this movement is for real. After and writing making this a list, difference. after writing this list, they have to know that they have nothing to combat it to. Oh, I'm sure they believe that they can make this happen. They just have to make those phone calls and get those people out there and get active and stop these people. Good luck, folks, because we've got more people moving in here every single week to New Hampshire to get active for freedom. What do you have? You got your emails that you sent out, and you're going to try to round up some oldsters to make some phone calls at the next election? That's what you got? Make some legislative changes maybe a few years down the line to try to restrict things, which, as you said, Mark, some of the changes are actually not too shabby as far as, you know, keeping right. uh, keeping unwanted people out of the election and, and that kind of thing, uh, keeping scam artists out and, uh, and people that are less than honest with their identity and things like that. Right. I mean, I'm not I'm not for government restrictions. No. However, if you're going to look at a government restriction that I'm, I'm for, um, I'm for making sure that a person who is voting lives in the place that they say they live in. They're not committing fraud if they're saying they live there. there. I think that if, you know, under this democratic process that we have, whether it's representative or, uh, you know, true in in the New England area, that people should be able to, 
you know, vote if they live in the, the given geographic area that they're supposed to be able to vote in, and nothing should be done in order to stop them if they, in fact, live in that area. But I think there should be some effort to verify that they live there. I mean, can you can you make a foolproof method? No, because the term live isn't foolproof. I mean, where do I live? I have a house. I own property in Manatee County, Florida. Well, they had some gobbledygook that they were spouting off about how to verify. Right, but but but, the, but it was still you know the place that you're at yeah. most. Yeah. Well, who who decides that? How do you know where I am most? We'll need a government authority to come in and verify. How that. how is the government going to know whether I'm staying in my property in New Hampshire, or my property of Florida? Most of the time. Yeah. I mean, I mean are they going to have somebody listen nothing. to this show uh, six nights a week to make sure? And then Good what luck. about all the rest of the people? I hope they listen six nights a week because the ideas will get in their heads and then they won't be able to deny oh, yeah, they, the freedoms they, 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 crack, they crack like nuts. So there you have it. Uh, it's clear that the Free State Project is making a difference. Even at this early stage in the game, the statists are running scared, and they're desperate, and they're pathetic, and we need you here. Freestateproject.org. Well, I can tell you um, that I, it, I am of the opinion that this is going to it's going to happen. I mean, you know, I know that the Free State Project is a sponsor of the show, but hey, here's a little secret for everybody. I don't get a dollar of it because Ian brought him on board true, years and years ago. Um, you know, he made the telephone call, and he made it happen. So God bless him. That's his client. Um so I don't really benefit by pushing the Free State Project either financially or any way, shape, or form. You just benefit because it'll work. It I, is right, working. It, it should, right. It should bring liberty. Actually, I would likely benefit if we could move back to Florida. So for, it's in my best interest. Why would you benefit then? Well, because I could go back home where it's warm. Well, that's the only benefit, though. You'd have tyranny down there. I've got tyranny here, but it's getting better. It's but less what tyranny. if it wasn't? If it wasn't getting better? Right. But it is getting better. Wait, I understood. Right. Dummy, pay attention. Listen to the the, the words coming out of, my, out of my mouth. There can't be <laughs> candy. If candy. it wasn't working, then I would be, it would be in my best interest to try to get us to move back to Florida, right? It's in my best interest um, in, uh. in that fashion. So I guess I'm not being, I guess I'm not being abundantly clear. Um, if I didn't see hope here, if I didn't see actual progress, then... I would want to go back to Florida relatively quickly because yes. it's, at least it's warmer and the taxes are lower. You know, that's just the way it is. Yeah, I was talking with my uh, parents yesterday, and it's in the 80s down there right now. And yeah. Well, it, it does. It's darn warm. Uh, but it is beautiful up here this last week in New sure, Hampshire. I understood. But fantastic. When, if you would like to compare it, and it is, it is really beautiful. It'll be beautiful now until probably July and where it gets a little, there's probably a couple of Still, weeks even too, the summer times, too hot. Even the summer times, it gets hot during the day, but at nighttime, it's, it's night and day between here and Florida. You 70s can, in the night, night. You can buy a wall unit air conditioner, slide it in for one or two months out of the year, and you'll be perfectly comfortable in your house up here. Yeah. Um, but whereas when you compare the four or five months of winter here to the uh, six seven eight months of uh, summer in florida the stifling oppressive heat you know there's just really no comparison winter really sucks no winter's not so bad at all so it's a work working in it now if you play in it and you you enjoy winter sports that's something entirely different I don't really, uh, I'm, you know, I'm not really into winter sports necessarily, but winter doesn't bug me. It doesn't bug you because you work at home. But most, people most who people have to work get indoors. up. Yeah, but they have to get up at 8 a.m., scrape a car, and drive get a garage. I, and rentals have garages? Mine does. 
you're, you're, you a house next door has a garage. It's yeah. a rental too. The, the, and one car. So what's you try the other to paint. This do? is so awful up here. I'm not painting. It is awful, man. During the, you say during the winter it's awful and it's not. It's livable, if, especially if you're in a city. Florida, if you're in a oh, city, you're saying it's no Florida, the heat is awful. I'm telling you awful, comparatively that it is not as bad. At least you don't have to shovel sunshine off of your car, and you, when you apply the brakes to your car, it will stop. You don't go careening into something. Oh, that's just fun. Well, not when you hit things. I well, mean, that's true. If you hit them fast, then it'd be bad. I mean, you lost a vehicle just to it. Just be careful. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. I did not. You did lose a vehicle. I lost a vehicle because Julia was in a parking lot. That accident happened in a parking lot. I don't remember. I know the vehicle's trashed, right? Yeah. Had nothing to do, yes, thank you. It had nothing to do with any kind of icy conditions or anything like that. Black ice is inevitable. Black ice is awful. You're right. I agree with that. And that's the other thing I don't understand is why in the world would the car insurance be so much cheaper up here than it is down in Florida? I guess it's just the lack of cars. regulations. I don't know. I I don't know. I'm I'm befuddled on that particular issue. Anyway, you can let other people decide for themselves about the weather. But if you want a good shot at liberty, then deal with the cold because it's worth it. That's absolutely I'm with you on that point. I'm just when you say Man, the heat is, so is awful, you're, you're you're you you lose credibility. I'm sorry. I'm from Florida, man. I got all the credibility I need. You, when you say the heat is awful, and then you say heat the is snow awful. isn't so bad, it's awful when you it's hot lose up credibility here. in people's minds. I'm sorry. I'm just going to tell them the truth. The snow and isn't the truth so bad. is, I will live through uh, you know the, the 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 heat, the cold that we have here, and the snow and whatever. I've got a garage. I've got a heater. I can handle it. I'll live through it because I believe that there's a chance for liberty in my lifetime, or at least a progression of liberty in my lifetime here in this state. And if I didn't believe it. I'd be on the first thing that expels smoke out of this state because I just don't like the cold. Prefer, I, you know, prefer not to have the cold. I would rather live next to my mommy, who I used to live <laughs> down the street from, and whenever I needed a tool, I would walk down the street and I'd get it because she has a lifetime of tools there. My life would be better living in Florida from that standpoint, but, but I believe you, in liberty. you, Mark, are assuming that everyone else feels the same way about temperature as you do. Personally, I have been very eager to get out of Florida for a long time because it's so freaking disgustingly hot there, and I much prefer the snow to heat. Sure, and you're from Idaho originally. No, not yeah. true. You're, you're, I've spent, spent most of most my of life your adult in Florida. Life. What? You grew up in Idaho. I g- spent g- give me a five g- years in Idaho. All right. Um, the, 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 I believe that if you live in Massachusetts, New York, Connecticut, uh, Michigan, Wisconsin, it should be a no-brainer at all uh, to move here. However, if you're one of those people that claims that oh, the heat's going to be a problem, just remember. Dude, we, the heat it, here is gross. I hate summer. Here's my least favorite season. Sure. I understand you hate heat. Some people feel right, differently. Right, but I feel like I, I'm just sitting over there and I just hear you making assumptions. You're saying Ian's wrong for saying that the winters aren't that bad here because Or I lose credibility for that. Yeah, because you happen to prefer the warm weather of Florida. I, it's not the preference. I don't have to shovel sunshine off of I've my car. I've never, not once, shoveled snow up here. Not one single time. How do you get your car cleared off of snow? I plow through it with the wonderful but Subaru. But the snow falls on the car, and your driveway is that long. I mean, it's like, you know, a few I feet wouldn't, long. I wouldn't shovel it if it was this driveway out but here. What, That's how longer. does the snow come off of your car? It just falls off. You can't drive it. I mean, it's yeah, covered. I you scrape the windshield. It. Okay, so when I say shovel snow and off I of the car, and I have a garage, so I don't have to shovel snow off the. 
right. car. Right. Understood. But if you choo- if you don't park the uh, most people who have moved here, most free staters do not have garages. True or false? I don't know in this anything town. about in this town. free staters. I don't know what the, the free staters that you know in this town. I know a lot of people don't have garages up here. I don't know if who's who's. I don't know why what. they don't have garages. I do not understand that. The one the, the the stipulation that I had on my house is that the the garage be attached to the house and heated, so that I didn't have to deal with these things. Yeah. When I drive out, I with like you drive an all wheel drive vehicle and I cram right through that crap. Um, absolutely, so no big deal. But I have to plow a driveway. You're the one I that bought the driveway out in the middle of nowhere. I choose to have 11 wooded acres. I, okay. I have a beautiful piece of don't land. Don't complain to me about it then. You made I'm not complaining, jackass. You're just yelling like a madman. No, I mean, you're, you're the one who said him. He's the, out of heat, control. The, the heat is awful, and then the cold isn't so bad. That so bad. makes you sound... No, you don't but have to scrape a car. that's how I feel about it. So that I don't understand how that makes me sound crazy, because I'm, I, I would say that with complete honesty. I did scrape my car for the first time uh, th- th- this particular year, because I got that, new, that other car, and it is not... We don't have room in the garage for that so it would get covered with the snow and so mm-hmm. i did go out and i did the whole deal and yeah it takes a few minutes uh to get that done but big whoop so what at least we don't have hurricanes here and it's not like hot as Sarasota, florida has sacks. never in recorded history experienced a hurricane what did you say julia i said and it's not hot as 10 ball sacks it, i would i know the heat is bad but the fact is dude it's when like I walk instant out, here, swamp ass when you walk to the mailbox not, absolutely disgusting. absolutely not true oh when I yes would, it is i worked um, i worked with in in a suit and tie every single day and had a convertible so it uh, the, you know the the heat transfer was a little worse than my car and i would walk into buildings i'd be fine i wouldn't be sweaty now i understand you have to go quickly you can't stand out there and swing a hammer in that stuff and not get sweaty, but you're not going to be sweaty. However, if I dressed just in a regular tie and a shirt and a t-shirt, the same way I dressed in Florida, here in you know 10 degrees or 10 below, and walked to my car, I would be darn uncomfortable when I got inside. I could, as a matter of fact, if I didn't have grippers on my shoes, slip and die. I mean, <laughs> the fact is, people break bones up here from falling on the pavement. Yeah, when I don't did like that happen ice. in Florida? Look, I don't like the ice. There's no doubt about that. You've got to be I'm careful. Saying, man, you gotta, is that the, it takes a little effort. That's all. What you're saying is it's easier to live down in the heat. That's, that's true. what I'm saying. That's a true statement. It's easier if, to live in a hot place as far as dealing with the elements. I know that the, the heat sucks. I grew up in a house without air conditioning in Florida. I've got it. Can you say that, Ian? Nope. There you go. I didn't have air conditioning for a while in Florida. It yeah. was freaking torture. No, bites. Absolutely true. They don't build the they don't build the houses there for so, a lack of heat. Julia, will you agree that it's more difficult to deal with the elements well, up here? The thing, there's little things like you have to have more clothes up here, more variety of clothes. So you, it costs you more. You have to. Well, that doesn't bother me at cost all. Cost of living is lower here in Keene than around the country. The um, cost of living is lower here. Yeah, that just can't be true. The taxes here are um, significantly higher true. than they are in Florida. You have to buy fewer clothes. It's uh, true. Sorry. I'm lo- I saw and the I do check the weather much, here, and I never checked the weather in Florida. But I like it. I don't know. I when I get up, I check the weather. I pick out what I'm going to wear. I I like it. I don't know. Yeah, you know, and and the thing in Florida is it's not I a lot of work. Never no. planned what I was going to wear based on the weather ever. I had an umbrella in my car. That was my the, the sum total of what I did as far as planning for the weather, and I didn't have to. And the, you know, I, I like I, how you can buy all the different bright colored jackets. Yeah, I I'm sorry, clothes don't thrill me in that fashion. I don't, you know. Oh, I'm just a grumpy old man. That one. You no. know what? That's all this really is. Let's go to the phones. Uh, we got callers on the line. Okay, Ampline, you are on the air with the Grouch. 
Hey, Grouch. Hey, guys. It's Mike Barsky. Hey, man. I just thought I'd, hey, everyone. I thought I'd give my uh, my personal experience with heat and moving to New Hampshire. Okay. As a man I who moved, came from California. Yeah, Palm Springs, California. So for six months of the year, it's over 100 degrees, and for Ooh. two months, it's over 120. Jeez. And I, I have never lived in winter, never lived in snow, and actually thought I'd completely hate it. I had been, you know, avoiding it. And it was just no problem. It was easy. Yeah, oh, I was intimidated. Oh, it's such a piece of cake. Do you have a drive? Do you have a, uh, a garage? I don't. I, I'm in an apartment, so I didn't have to uh, plow anything. But I did have to manually shovel off my car from you know a foot or two feet of snow a couple times, and just not that big a deal. Oh, and I'm also one of those people who slipped on the ice and dislocated his shoulder. So oh, that yeah. happened too, and it just wasn't that big a deal. Well, yeah. I mean, that's that's awful, I mean, that anybody has to go through that. But And the only point I was trying to make, Ian, is that it's worth moving here for the weather. Despite all that, is what you're right. saying. Right. I mean, you I can think... decide what you think on cold or heat. I'm not trying to tell anyone that. You are. You're trying to put in their mind what is good and what is not. I'm just ex- relating my own experience, and that is that it wasn't a big deal. I thought, like you, Mike, I thought no, it was going to be... No, you said the heat is awful. Not it's no big deal. That's my opinion, that the heat is awful. Of course it's no big deal to you. You don't. You, you, I can have an you opinion, You work at right? home. I can have an opinion, right? My opinion it is stinks. that the heat is awful. It is largely a person. I think Mark needs to pick up some winter sports here. Because uh, right. he's very I, I, bitter about winter. No, I, I'm not bitter about winter. And I think that people will be a lot happier if they have winter sports. That's absolutely true. I have a winter sport. It's wood chopping. You know, wow, like, I that like, sounds... It's. Whatever I'm not interested. Uh, look, I hurt myself skiing. I'm not interested in skiing. I don't want to ski. I'm. You know, when if I were 20, I'd take that up. I'm not. I'm 38, and I don't need a broken leg. So uh, yeah, Mike, I'm with you, man. I was intimidated by the cold, having been a Florida native and uh, having never seen snow, with the exception of a snow flurry back in 1988 that was a freak occurrence down in Florida. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I was intimidated, and then when I got up here, it was you know it was cold the first winter, no doubt about it. But I've I feel like I've acclimated a little bit to it. Uh, still, I get cold pretty easily, but I've got heat, so it's you know it's no it's not really a big deal. And dealing with the snow, especially if you live in a city situation where the you know the streets are plowed, yeah. you don't have to plow a driveway or something yeah. like that. There is a distinct no difference biggie. in living in town in a rental to living out where I live um, with a 444 foot driveway where you have to plow and all those things and. Yeah. I, would encourage people who, you know, are going to move here, don't buy a place out in the country unless you know what you're getting into. Yeah, that's a real project. Move in, you know, find a rental, move in town, get acclimated, get some kind of idea. I knew what I was getting into, and it was still more than I expected. And, you know, that's uh, Ian lives right in town and pays tremendous taxes as a result. And, you know, I, one year's worth of taxes still doesn't pay for my uh, my snowplow and the difference. I mean, you're 6000 here, my so, 2500 in my house. What else did you have for us tonight? Uh, nothing, but I, I'll just close by saying I, I think I only disagree with Mark on the opinion about weather. I agree with him that these are opinions, and I also agree with him that whether you like it or hate it, it's weather is just no reason not to move here if you're – it's it's just not more important than liberty. But don't you understand that I'm the heel on this show, and Ian gets to berate <laughs> me even if I just have an opinion on the weather. You just have to I mean, be loud and obnoxious. That's what a jackass he is. You're just loud and obnoxious about it. I am it, not. You were making a statement as though it was truth. Mike, go ahead. That's why you guys. That's why you get paid the big bucks, Mark. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Thanks for the call, dude. Appreciate it. Good night. Yep. Mike, by the way, is our newest blogger over at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. Let's and go active to, liberty activists here. Yes. Uh, let's go to another amp line. Who is this? You're on the air. 
Uh, this is Colin. Uh, I'm just, you know, this is Free Talk Live. This isn't the Weather Channel, so just throwing that out there. It's either that or we stop, man. Yeah, we're just hanging <laughs> around here, dude. I mean, we're, you want to we're stop? Just, we're we'll just stop. continuing. You don't have to listen, no, brother. I'm just, I'm just giving you guys a hard time. Okay. That's all. It's just fun. Where, where are you from, Colin? Where are you calling Baker. from? Uh, I'm from Illinois, so I'm, I'm familiar with the snow if you want to go on this tangent. Yeah, it's... And people act like the driving is terrible, but I drive a four-wheel drive car. I turn it off sometimes because drifting is a blast. <laughs> you know, I uh, I know where you're coming from. It was fun when we were in the uh, parking lot playing with my little sports car out there. But it, you know, you're basically in the same zone as uh, New Hampshire is. Uh, you know, so the, the weather is very similar, especially with your little lake yeah. effect thing going on uh, from Lake Michigan. And I don't understand how anybody can live this far north and not have uh, some kind of all-wheel drive vehicle. To me, it seems like suicide. They yeah, do. I agree with you. Um, so I'll spend the money on safety, good, good safety up here, because I don't want to, you know, I don't want to slip, I don't want to crash, and I don't want to do any of that. So. If, you know, I, I can understand some of the natives. I suppose it makes sense to them to have front wheel drives or something like that. There's there are people to drive rear wheel drive vehicles up here in the uh, the winter. I guess they just don't go out on the road uh, when it's. There are a lot of people that don't go out on the road when it's snowy out. Yeah, it's, it's best to stay off if you can avoid it. But you know, if you've got a job and you got to get out there, then that's what you got to do. All right, Colin. Anything else on your mind? Uh, not really. No, not that I can think of at the moment. All right, brother. Thanks for the call. So, real quick, email Mark because I don't. I don't think I want to read this on the air. Okay. Uh, from Jason, and we're really doing a long, uh, long extended edition here. Yeah, whatever. A podcast-only, internet-only edition. Brought to you by Sacral CAI. It is, and the AMP program. Uh, Jason says, and uh, this is a run-on sentence that actually never ends. There is no period here. Awesome. Okay, are you ready? Hi, my name's Jason, and no capitalization or anything like that. Hi, my name's Jason. Jason, I wish I could call your show, you are, but I'm always at work, so I don't get the chance. Actually, he is appropriately punctuating. Don't and I'm is... They are punctuated. Anyway, I don't get Sometimes the chance. Sometimes people speed through, and, and I don't think it's there, – there's really no point in going after his uh, grammar beyond this point. But I listen to your podcast daily. It helped me. Thou the work day. I'm a Democrat, sort of, I guess. I prefer independent, but I am socially liberal, but I love your show, and you make a lot of good points on how the gov is become too big. And I agree. I think people like you should be the opposition to the Dems. At least they don't claim to be the party of small gov like the Republicans do. I hope you get a chance to answer this question. I know you're busy, but I was wanting to know about taxes in a society. No, it's spelled N-O, by the way. Here. Uh, to know about taxes in a society like you guys describe, if we, if we were to pay no taxes at all and have everything privately owned, wouldn't we be paying more? Like, say, I pay about 600 800 in taxes a month, including sales tax, and all that pays for roads and all that, this, and all that stuff. Then, say, we paid no taxes, then had to pay... To security for the neighborhood, then pay to drive on roads, then pay for education, then pay for everything else. Taxes pay for. Do you think we would end up paying more? If not, I would love to know why. Thanks. P.S. I always thought that weed should be legal, but no, not other drugs. And you guys really opened my mind on the subject of the subject. So thanks for that. Um, I'd say that likely not. I think that there's a possibility in a free market that uh, that one could pay more, and in the same way that. Uh, you know, there's like what you pay for the doctor, and then there's the high-end doctors. You can find, you know, the, the like there's what it costs for a car, mm-hmm. and then there's the handmade Rolls Royce. Yes, you could pay more for 
protection services than you currently do under the uh, the system. But to get the same level of service you're currently but getting? But the, fa- the same amount that you currently pay, you'll get a significantly better level, or you can have the same level that you have, which is pretty much nothing, yeah. um, <laughs> um, by paying much less. So... I don't think for one second that things will cost more in a free market system. Let's uh, talk about real example. Yeah, let's uh, give some real examples. Leaf, leaf pickup here in Keene. This was an issue on a uh, an issue uh, in an episode of Talkback a few weeks back, several mm-hmm. weeks ago actually. And they were talking about how, well, at one time the city of Keene d- wanted to save some money, so they they got rid of government leaf pickup, and they saved I think it was fifty thousand or eighty thousand dollars a year or something like that, and. And, uh, you know, so then, you know, that put ever, however much back in the taxpayer's pocket. It ended up, if you did the math, because there was 10,000, there are 10,000 taxpaying units here, and if you break it down just evenly, not based on who pays what, but if you just break it down evenly per taxpaying unit, it's like eight bucks yeah. per year to have the, leaf pick, uh, the leaves picked up. And so when I'd called Talkback, I said, you know, that's not bad. Like, I don't, seeing that as far as, you know, paying eight bucks as a homeowner to have some guy come around and clear the leaves out of the drains, which, by the way, they're government drains, and I'm sure the market could solve that problem anyway, but nonetheless, that didn't seem too bad to me. So the question that uh, Jason is asking is, well, what would the cost comparison be like if we went to a free market system compared to the government system? Well, we know the government's inefficient. We know the government is awful at generally everything that it does, that it pays too much, et cetera, et cetera. Anybody that's studied the government for a little while knows this. I mean, right. even Barack Obama said something about that recently. About right. There's, no, there's just no way to get around it. Right. Uh, if, you, if you think that the government can do anything more efficiently, you're likely lying to yourself. But yeah. I will take that call. I'd love to, I'd love to hear what, what it is. Sure. sure. Uh, so, so, yes. So we know that the government is inefficient. So keeping that in mind... If the government can pick up leaves for $8 per house for y- per year, if the government can do it that cheap, then marketizing the leaf pickup service, essentially yeah. taking those bureaucrats, whoever they are, the, the government uh, worker guys that drive the trucks and they fill the, the road, whatever the hell their job is, taking them and saying to them, okay, guys, you're now part of the marketplace and you have to do things on a voluntary basis and raise your funds. However you're going to do it, you figure it out. You have to raise your funds through voluntary means now. Here, you can have these trucks. You can have all of your equipment. Just it's all give them yours. everything. Here you go. Now you own your bureaucracy and it's now a market entity. If they can't pick up those leaves for $8 per house or less, something's seriously wrong, right? Like, as a government agency, they were doing it for $8. So they should be able to do it for 7 or 6 or 5 oh my God. in the marketplace. Here's how, here's how it would go, all right? Now, I understand that, uh, like, there were some problems. And this is, there would be some problems in the marketplace. And going from a um, – and, and we, we try to come up with transition ideas. But in going from a free market to a government-controlled uh, – from, from a – a government-controlled situation to a free market, there are going to be some snags. There's going to be some hang-ups. In this case, um, you know, they didn't let it go very far. And what happened? Well, some people didn't rake up their leaves. The leaves got in. They plugged up the uh, the, mm-hmm. the drains, and and they then flooded the roads. So they say. At, it makes sense. It makes perfectly good sense. And of course, you don't have any choice because the roads are publicly funded. So therefore, we have to pick up the leaves. And you know, I I understand that. Likely. I can just see this happening is if somebody wanted to get into the game here competing as far as trash pickup, because there's only a few trash pickup mm-hmm. um, services in town, they could offer free leaf pickup, leaf pickup along with Bam. it. 
And yep. remember, you still have to you still have to rake your leaves in this town. If you don't rake them, they're not going to pick them up for you. Yeah. They don't send bureaucrats in with rubber gloves to pick up individual leaves on your property. They they pick them up from a pile. So it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. A couple of guys jump off, they, you know, throw it in the truck and, and off they go. Right. So it wouldn't be any big deal for a dump tr- uh, you know, a, a trash truck to take care of it either. I'll bet you your trash pickup would just include they just absorb leaves. It. Yeah. You know, I mean, we you have to foresee the problems so that you can fix them. If nobody yeah. knows that the leaves are going to clog up the, the drains or anything like that, yeah, there's going to be some problems. But do you see my point, though, that if they can do it for $8 yes. now, there's no reason why those same bureaucrats with the same equipment couldn't do it for the same price, right? I, I agree. I, I, you know, it's it's so, difficult to And that's agree. just one example and, of, uh, I mean, any when other... You look at, but when you look at, uh, when you look at policing and things like that, you'll still find that, you know, they're really not doing that much to protect you. No, their very existence, I believe, protects you. Like you know, the, them riding around in the cars. And private security's existence would protect you in the same way. I think. I think that it would, um, especially if they had, uh, you know, a certain. If they had more uh, ability to, you know, use force, um, say on your property or something like that for burglars. I mean, you know, I think that they would be very scary. Right, and then there, and then as far as uh, the other costs of things like roads and stuff like that. There again, there may be things where it's far less, or at least perceived as far less, because if business owners want to get you to their business, it would make sense for them to own the roads that uh, get you to their businesses, whether they own a chunk or the whole thing or whatever. They're going to build that cost into the cost of their products, and yeah. so therefore, the people that go and you know buy the most products at a Walmart or whatever are really paying for the roads for the most part. The people that are paying for the Walmart parking lot right now are the best customers of uh, of Walmart. The the busiest and best customers there are the ones paying the most for them. You get to drive into the Walmart parking lot today, park, go inside, use their bathroom, go back out to your car, pay nothing and buy no products and you get to you know essentially a free ride in that yeah. particular aspect. oh my god somebody didn't pay right but that's okay walmart's willing to absorb those costs into their costs of doing business in order to just have you walk through their aisles to where you can spot a bag of candy and grab it someday and so what i'm saying is that you may not even have to pay for the roads uh, in the in the uh, the marketplace it would all be covered by likely the people that own those roads and the costs will be passed on through products and services so it wouldn't be an obvious thing of to where you'd be able to easily calculate well this is what we're paying for road service, it'd be much more difficult. It would be absorbed into the cost of products, and it'd be no big deal. And uh, if you've listened this far into this uh, boring uh, extra show, then... I'm going to reward you by talking about my beliefs on some roads here, rather than uh, you know arguing with Ian. Like we should I don't not really. talk about it. We should talk about Sakel CAI and then wrap it up. Well, let me. Uh, b- right, but quickly. here's what I think would happen on yeah. those roads. Imagine for a second. Um, first off, I think that we'd have flying cars in relatively short order. Mm-hmm. Um, if you manage to get a free market and whatever, that you're going to have people. You know, the, the average person is going to fly from one place to the other. Not I sure as hell would if it was affordable. But you're going to have trucks that are going to need to use the roads. Maybe railroads yeah. and things like that. Um, railroads aren't in existence like they used to be. They're a much more efficient way to transfer goods, at least from a fuel standpoint. So I don't know exactly what would happen, but I'm just imagining as many companies as I've seen sponsor you know, road fixes and, uh, you know, we saw the, the KFC, KFC. This KFC thing's a great example. I think that you would find uh, the bigger companies in town saying, this would be a great way for us to advertise ourselves. And I don't mean sure. by putting down black asphalt with little yellow lines on it. I mean that they'd probably turn that baby into one big, long, rolling billboard. You know, you know Walmart the whole way. If you don't think it's pretty, that's fine. You don't, don't have to don't drive, drive on it. Yeah. Um, 
but I think that you'd find I think I really do think that you'd find that uh, the roads would work out just fine in a free market. I also don't think that this is an easy thing to talk to somebody about who, uh, uh, you know, is relatively new to liberty. And so therefore, I, I won't generally go into it. But I think you'd find new, t- new road, road technologies that would be significantly safer. I think you would find that. Uh, uh, people would advertise. There'd be a great deal of advertisements on the roads, and I think that the advertisement's wonderful because it, you know, gets commerce going, gets people the things that they, goods and services that they want and need for their lives. All right, thanks to Jason Osborne from SACL CAI. Yep. Uh, he's in the in the midst of a transition phase in his business. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hopefully going to be a positive one for the long run, but in the meantime, he's looking really. He needs some extra clients, and so if you know anybody that's working well, at a bank... what he needs is he needs to show that uh, Free Talk Live brings in clients for his advertisers. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, for his advertisements. Otherwise, it looks like he's just sponsoring Free Talk Live, which is, in fact, largely what he is doing and has been doing all along. Right. We've brought in advertisers for him, but... Basically, he wants he needs big fish for his business. His business is based around bigger fish, and we've brought in some small ones, um, great loyal uh, listeners to Free Talk Live, who have uh, turned over their accounts receivable and things like that. But you know, at a collections company where the computer's making a thousand calls a minute or whatever they're making, you know, a guy who brings in you know a couple hundred uh, accounts receivable, it's just it does it's it's a drop in the bucket. What he's looking for, banks. Uh, uh, hospitals, these uh, large doctors' offices with several doctors working mm-hmm. in them. Uh, can you remember any of the other things on the list? I don't. I don't have the list in front of me right now. But uh, if you've got an utilities idea, yeah, utilities. If you've got an idea for Jason, as far as you know, a company that uh, might be a good prospect for him, you know, give him some contact information and yep. let his uh, salesman get over there and do the pitching. You don't have to do that stuff. Right. You can you can find his website at uh, uh, you know by going to the banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top banner on the right hand side. Sickle C A I. Yep. And or you can send some suggestions to me, and I will forward them on to Jason. I have gotten uh, you know multiple suggestions, and I forward them on and i we'll see what we'll see what happens but and you should uh, if, be able to meet him in person at pork fest yeah it's a great guy if there's a time for the listeners of free talk live to perform now would be it because sacral cai is the biggest sponsor of uh, free talk live and the liberty conspiracy these are two shows that honestly uh, are, are very important to the liberty movement and well now's when the rubber's hitting the road and one other thing, uh, please join the AMP program if you have the three bucks a month. And if you don't have the three bucks a month, cut back on one cup of coffee and you'll have three bucks a month, at least if you're going to Starbucks. Uh, because that's money that we can take and reinvest into the show. As I mentioned, we're going to talkers in less than a month. We're going to be reaching out to the industry bigwigs, uh, continually adding new stations. We've got our affiliate uh, coming back in Toledo. I We weren't able to announce it this weekend. and. I I don't like announcing things before they actually happen, but this is pretty much a done deal. I mean, they've already signed the agreement months ago, and they they dropped the show because we had a profanity go out on the air the first night they aired us. We since the uh, our caller was one of the callers, and uh, so since then our network has done the right thing. They've installed the dump machine. We now have the dump machine protecting us on the air, and so uh, the Toledo station WSPD is coming back on board starting up this uh, Saturday, and that's because of the AMP program. I mean, it's. Free Talk Live's AMP program is getting the show on as many stations as we can around the country and bringing new Internet listeners on around the world. But you know the pitch. Go to amp.freetalklive.com and become an amplifier and get the perks. We're done. I'm hungry. I'm out of here. Good night. Good night. Freetalklive.com. 
DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. 